It's Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want here as we kick off another live Sunday edition of the program. With you in the studio tonight, you've got Ian. Richie Rich. And Melanie. Of course, you can bring up anything that you want here on Free Talk Live. Coming up, Richie Rich, you're going to talk to us about traffic jams. Problem solved. Everybody hates. Well, apparently mathematicians are trying to solve this problem or believe they can. The article says solved. Like, they've solved it. But the city planners are standing in the way. Basically. So we'll get into that and what exactly they have proposed to solve this issue that, well, basically troubles everyone who's ever driven anywhere for the most part. Uh, The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. But first, to a disturbing police state Orwellian a story out of London where they are bringing out the facial recognition cameras, according to various different news reports over the weekend here. Uh, This one coming from TheVerge.com that they will be deployed across London with the city's Metropolitan Police announcing uh, recently that the technology has moved past the trial stage and is ready to be permanently integrated into everyday policing. So they're finally going to stop all the knife crimes since they took away all the guns? I doubt that. Oh. No. But, uh, you know, for years they've had these CCTV cameras up in in London. I mean, it must have been more than a decade now since we first reported on the news about CCTV. And surprise, well, that was step number one. And now here's the next one where not only are they going to have you on camera at all times, but they're going to use computer facial recognition technology to know specifically who you are uh, on the camera, unless you use some of these creative masks and such that folks have been coming up with to kind of... uh, Obscure? You can still kind of see the person's face, right, in some of them, but it does tricks that uh, the cameras don't like, that the cameras can't deal with, essentially. Uh, to make it much more difficult for their face to be recognized. There was a, well, I don't know if you guys covered it on the show. There was like a one of the more recent hacker conventions where they they designed a T-shirt that had faces on it that fooled really the the facial recognition cameras. So wait, you wouldn't have to put anything on your face no. itself. Just having so many faces just some tricks sort it of out? shirt tricked it out. Yeah. Wow. So the hack That's the hackers cool. are already working on this. I love those guys. <laughs> man. I mean, I've, I've had that happen with cameras where it just thought something else was a face. Mm-hmm. Right. And it, that little I don't know how yours works, but the little like square that yeah, it shows you what it thinks are faces. Yeah. Right. And. Yeah. I've had it like if you have if you're wearing something with a picture of a face, it'll pick up that, and sometimes it thinks mm-hmm. other ovals are faces. So right, so if there's too maybe it's just too much data, it can't right. process all of those faces at the same time or something. Which like I that. always thought was a problem with London's CCTV cameras. Anyway, right? They're they're so ubiquitous, they're so everywhere that there's no way they that can't they can, be monitored. They can't be monitored, right. and even if it was like computer monitored, and they were like saving all the data. There's no way to process all that data with any efficiency should something go wrong. Well, yeah. I mean, real-time monitoring, it's not going to be possible. They just don't have the bureaucracy for that. They don't have the staffing for it. It would be incredibly uh, counterproductive to try to staff people to watch all those monitors. But I guess the idea is that having the cameras supposed to dissuade people from committing crimes, even though studies have shown since then that just having a plain old streetlight is more effective uh, than having cameras around. Yeah. So, 
but anyway, that doesn't. It's not going to stop them from moving, you know, rolling forward with the police state, and the cameras will be placed in locations that are popular with shoppers and tourists, according to The Verge, like Stratford's Westfield Shopping Center and the West End, according to BBC News. Each camera will scan for faces contained in bespoke watch lists which the Met says will predominantly contain individuals, quote, wanted for serious and violent offenses, unquote. When the camera flags an individual, police officers will approach and ask them to verify their identity. If they're on the watch list, they'll be arrested. And, so papers, please. They can stop anyone who gets triggered. Right. On camera. Yep. And remember, and now I don't know what system they're, they're using here and how the testing has gone for it. But in previous iterations over the last couple of decades, and obviously the technology is better now than it's ever been, but it has been pretty dismal at actually recognizing people and frequently, you know, identifying someone as not the person who it thinks it is. So that means that a lot of people are going to get hassled uh, on the streets because they look kind of like the guy or the computer thinks they look like the guy or guy they're looking for. That's right. Yeah. Uh, when the camera flags them. So again, the system which simply gives the police officers a prompt suggesting, hey, that person over there may be the person you're looking for, said the Metropolitan Police in a press release. Operational use of the cameras will only last for five or six hours at a time, said BBC News. I'm not sure why that would be. So do your crimes outside of those five or six hours. (laughs) But the Met makes clear the use of this technology is to be the new normal in London. So I'm not sure why they're saying it would only operate for five to six hours at a time. Does it need to take a rest? I don't. Maybe you know? it's just the, the the busy times in you know downtown London. Right. It just work. doesn't make any sense though. It's a computer. You sure. can run the thing 24 hours a day. It doesn't care. It doesn't need a break. You know, it's not going to yeah. get winded. Uh, sure. From I mean, I guess if it has bad cooling, it could overheat or something like that. But uh, but even if you need to do maintenance every day, like that's an hour or two, not. 20 hours yeah, it's very strange i mean I, I will say this there sometimes they release products to consumers that are not ready for prime time yeah um a couple of years ago we tried this this 360 cam you ever seen oh, one of these things yeah. we just you know just as like a gimmick right like oh, okay we're gonna do a 360 uh broadcast online Woo. hey come in tune and watch this I, I still have the camera somewhere i don't <laughs> even know where it is but it was so unimpressive and you, you know, I wasn't expecting it to be, like, amazing at the current stage that the technology was. Yeah. But the real problem with it was the thing did overheat. And it was in the instruction book that you could not use this thing for more than X number of, uh, you know, 90 minutes or something like that. Because it would fail. Wow. So, like, it literally wasn't ready for any real serious broadcasting. It was designed to be used for, like, a 10-minute a thing where you like you know do whatever thing you're doing in 360 and then you're done it wasn't designed for a three-hour long broadcast i mean that's not that long a time i mean i've recorded for longer than 90 minutes and there's if you're producing a you know movie or something like that well if you're producing a movie you're probably stopping in between takes but still it wasn't designed to go more than a couple hours consider the attention span of millennials though right right yeah like TikTok video is about as much as you can get. It's fifteen seconds. 15 se- so if your camera if your camera lasts for ten minutes, you're golden. That's enough. Just do your video, yeah. put it away. But move you're, along. you're absolutely right. I mean, it wasn't mar- it wasn't marketed as a broadcast product, yeah. and I was just shocked because I've never had that happen before. Where a product that you can you could buy in the marketplace is just it overheats. I mean, but what's yeah. a recreational you a non commercial use of a three sixty camera? Just like 
you jump out of an airplane your, or something yeah. or you know do whatever anything a GoPro does but play some kind of sports or whatever people want to experience in 360 that seems not worth buying a whole extra camera for well you you are not the target market apparently <laughs> for this thing and neither am I honestly it's like it's kind of a neat gimmick but it really wasn't that it you know it wasn't that great and yeah. maybe someday it will be and they yeah. probably have higher grade professional ones. Oh, right? I'm sure they do. Because, yeah. you know, like some of the rides at Universal Studios or Disneyland, it's like the half dome, right? It's like all encompassing your field of view. Right. Not 360, but 180. Mm-hmm. But, and, but they have to have the whole, like, you know, they probably use 360 cameras to get the whole field of view and then right. they wrap it in, you know. And post. So, uh, you want to comment, you're welcome to join us here. The toll-free number is 855-453. Robert is in Charleston, South Carolina, listening to WTMA. Go ahead, Robert. Yes, sir. I just wanted to let you know that 20 years ago, I, I, I lived for a short time in a dormitory where I studied law in Dresden, Germany, and there were guys there who were studying computer technology, and they told me that, that you could also use the, the, the shape of the body and particularly the way it moves, that those two in the combination gate. with each other. The gate. I'm sorry. That's, the term is the, the gate, gate one person's gate. In Chulong, excuse me? I'm sorry, I didn't catch that, what you said. The word is gate. When you're talking about the way a person moves, that's their gate. Ah, G-A-I-T. Yes, 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 yes. Gate. Gate. I understand. Yes, exactly. That's exactly what I mean. Yes, sir. Yeah. That's right. Just trying to get and, it away and, from and, that's all. Okay, thank hold, you. Hold that, that thought, Robert. I know you got more to say here, so stand by. We'll bring you back. Robert is in Charleston. You can join us just like that. It's so easy. You just call in toll-free, 855-450-FREE, like freedom. But if you want to sound almost like you're sitting here in the studio with us, all you got to do is call in on our Discord call-in line rooms. Just go to discord.lrn.fm and join one of the top four rooms in there. We'll get you on the air with us on the live Sunday edition. Free- It's Free Talk Live. You're invited to join us here. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE, like freedom. That's 855-450-3733. We have the Discord call-in-line rooms over at discord.lrn.fm. You want more businesses accepting Bitcoin, Cash, and Dash? Well, now with AnyPay, you can earn passive income for every purchase made at those businesses. Because finally... AnyPay is the first, in my opinion, they're the first company, because I've been looking around for this for a long time, to offer an actual incentive to people to get new businesses on board with accepting cryptocurrency. So you make it happen, and you receive the rewards. Go download the AnyPay Cash Register app for iOS or Android devices, and get your own account set up. Set your own cryptocurrency wallet addresses so you can get payouts. Then you go and install the AnyPay Cash Register app at a real-life business and tell them you did it over at AnyPayInc.com. That's AnyPayInc.com. As we continue here, we've been talking about facial recognition software. It is uh, going into effect in uh, London, and we've got more to tell you about that. It's creepy, and guess what? Don't think it's just going to stay in London. This is likely going to come to a city near you if governments get their way, and they tend to do that. Let's go to Robert in Charleston. Uh, you're back on Free Talk Live. Robert, you were uh, talking about how they've been discussing this for decades. Yes, exactly. And the other thing is you, 
you just mentioned the English. Actually, the Germans, in combination with the English, developed the, the newest system for facial recognition. That was a couple of years ago. And that's how they've discovered who the troublemakers were in Cologne. Remember, the Syrians came and, and several hundred of them caused a big problem in Weihnachtsmark in, in Cologne, Germany, in Cologne. and Cologne. And anyhow, they caught every last one of them because the English had the technology to, for the faces and the Germans had the technology, the high definition, and they had those pictures. So they put the two together and they were able to grab them that way. So but you're in favor of the surveillance state? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's the only way, because you could have criminality going on left and right. They have a, In some cities in America now, they several cities, they have three, heli- three uh, airplanes flying around. How are you ever going to figure out who's murdering somebody under a bush or a tree? God only knows what. <laughs> well, I mean, are you going to put a camera under every bush and under every tree? No, I mean, I'm sorry. People could be murdered under every bush and every tree. And you right, but if there's not real? a camera there, then that's not going to help. Yeah, I mean, are you for real? Are You really think that there should be cameras under literally every bush and tree in every park from every angle? If it saves just well, one I, life. I'll tell you how they handle this in Germany if you want to listen. Uh, they put a camera on top of the Hotel Merkuhneva Dresden to watch the Pragerstrasse, which is the most visited street in Dresden. And uh, they, they missed somebody breaking into a store. I happened to be on Pragerstrasse at the time somebody broke into a store. He just smashed right through the window, went to the cash register, grabbed the cash and left, and they couldn't figure out who it was. But you know something? The Germans hate that when somebody says that their technology is not the absolute best. So I'm sure they got, I'm sure, I had to leave 15 years ago, as they say, and shortly after that, but I'm sure they probably got that so straightened out that that would never, ever happen again because they don't like to be embarrassed. Why don't you go back? I mean, every time So the camera missed it. The camera missed the guy breaking in. (laughs) And then, so they... Yeah, that was right at the beginning when they were 15 years. That was... Here's a tip. If there's a bunch of cameras around and you don't want to be seen, wear a balaclava. They, they're going to ban that, too, though. Oh, yeah, they will. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Through your gate, they can notice who will figure out who you are through your gate and, and your body shape as well. Those in combination. And they, and they can narrow it down. Let's say they And you are getting 100%. excited about this, aren't you, Robert? You're like, you're oh, all jazzed you. about this. Well, I, I, crime is not good for anybody. I mean, just Yeah, crime is bad. There's no doubt. But I'm sorry. I would rather take a risk of private crime than having the state, which is the most violent actor on the planet, uh, have the ability to just go and round people up and know absolutely where everybody is at every moment of every day so they can have more control over our lives. But you seem to salivate over that. The state works for us. We don't work for <laughs> Okay, well, so I would like to take this opportunity to fire the state. Now what? Right. Oh, okay, this, this, like I say, you can, we can fire any one of them at any time. Even no, the you can't. You can, oh, you can pull them back from office. You can, you can retire them. And I actually can't. Okay. I do not have that power. Look, I don't... We do. The people I, of the United States of America do garbage. have that power. Those people all work for us, every last one of them. So and actually, so the, the, the citizens, the population of the citizens cannot actually impeach the president. Yeah. Only Congress can do that. How can you? So they definitely can't fire the president. Most if the president does something wrong, he'll be impeached. And if he doesn't, we'll remove every last one of those congressmen and senators who don't cooperate with an impeachment if it's necessary. You can't sure. really believe so the Democrat, words. Then, because... Wait a minute. You can't really believe the words that are coming out of your mouth, right? I mean, I mean, you, you, you sure sound do. like you're older I than sure tw- one 12. Change this world. Just ask Vladimir Lenin, for example. What? Ask Vladimir Lenin. I said one man can change the world. Just ask Vladimir Lenin, for example. You mean talk to a mass murderer? Uh, he 
he, he wasn't really. He murdered a few people. It's true, but he wasn't. Okay, uh, that's the not the kind of distinction that I like to make in my allies and friends. He only murdered a few people. <laughs> no, that's not, that's not the bar we're going for. Yeah, Robert, well, if you believe well, you have some control over the state, you are living in a complete fantasy land. Look, I don't know the whole quote. but Thank when you it for com- the call. When it comes to street crime, right, the, the criminal must fear the victim, not the state not the prosecutor not the judge sure right they need they, the criminals need to worry about being put down by in whomever, the moment in the yeah. moment by whomever they're attacking right and in london that's less likely than ever because you can't carry a gun uh so or a pointy knife or a pointy knife yeah we're, we're didn't you bring in the photos of the rounded yeah. blade it's knives? a yeah, square blade knife yeah. <laughs> very cheap on sale even even in pounds uh available in london yeah so yeah, I mean, it's just, it's so hard to hear that call because it's a reminder that there really are people out there that believe what he believes. Oh, oh, yeah, you don't like the government? We'll just fire them all. I mean, that's even... That, but that, that was, <laughs> and elect them out of office. That was delusional even from mo- this perspective of most statists. Even most that's statists what I was are saying. not under the impression that they can just go fire the president's and that if anything, anybody does anything wrong, they'll be automatically fired. We'll just replace the whole Congress, he says, as though that's ever been a possibility in the entire history of the hey, United in States. In two years, when, they're, when their term comes up, you elect them, you get all out, you put the new people in, and you see what they do. Pure fantasy. It just doesn't work that way. I mean, for all the people who've been saying things like that year after year after year, it's never actually happened that incumbents lose their office in any significant number not even in any somewhat significant number incumbents stay in in like a 90 plus percent re-election rate it doesn't matter how much they've effed up or how uh you know angry people are or whatever it just seems like when it comes to election time no matter what the scandal no matter what they've been caught with their you know fingers in the cookie jar or whatever that almost always they get re-elected almost always almost there are are the the, you know the the outlier cases here and there. Uh, so toll-free number tonight is 855-450-FREE. We will talk to Gary in Washington State listening to KITZ. Gary, where are you calling from? The Tacoma area? No, I'm calling from a Navy town, Bremerton, Washington. Welcome, sir. I just feel you folks need a little bit of pushback here. Okay, great. Uh, your fear of this um, facial recognition, I don't. I think, is overblown. Mm. I would like to see it. It's just a matter of putting a lot more, in essence, it's like putting a lot more cops in every corner without all the expense. I don't want that either. Um, but that means more people would get shot to death if we put more cops out on every corner. Hang on, Gary. I'll bring you uh, back here. You can make more of your points that you want to make. So we got a bunch of people, well, not a bunch, but two, all callers so far, so far. <laughs> on the side of facial recognition, on the side of more monitoring, more cameras, more police, uh, 855-450-FREE. Is that a world that you want to live in? 855-450-3733. For- I want to tell you about my favorite cryptocurrency wallet, Edge Wallet at edge.app. Edge is the wallet I use more than any other, and that was true long before Edge Wallet became a sponsor of Free Talk Live. Edge Wallet allows you to buy, sell, trade, and securely hold your cryptocurrencies, including Bitcoin, Ethereum, tokens, Monero, Ripple, Dash, Bitcoin Cash, and more. It's available for both Android and iOS, and you can download it via the Play or App Store or via Edge Wallet's website, edge.app. Secure your freedom with Edge Wallet. Free 
Free Talk Live. You dial in toll-free here at 855-450-FREE. Like freedom, that's 855-450-3733. Facial recognition cameras are in the streets. They're going to be, well, I mean, the cameras are already in the streets in London. They're going to be turning on facial recognition and or already have. I'm not sure exactly as to the timeline. Uh, with this but with you tonight it's ian richie rich and melanie that's what's in the news and it's resulted in a couple calls so far of folks who uh you know they're kind of excited about this they think this is a good thing that more cops is a good thing Uh, on every corner yeah to me that's that's scary um i don't trust the police sounds like an occupation the toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. You can join us here. Also, I want you to know about Freedoms Phoenix. It's a liberty-oriented news aggregation site. And if you want the newest and freshest stories and perspectives uh, from those who care about liberty, Freedoms Phoenix has it. You go to freedomsphoenix.com. That's freedoms with an S, phoenix.com. They've got a daily dispatch. It's the best way to stay up to date on science, technology, historical findings, liberty news, government overspending, and the rise of the police state over at freedomsphoenix.com. As we continue here, we still have Gary on the line with us. Gary sounds like, and he's listening in Washington State, sounds like you're uh, you're kind of excited by this possibility. You want this to come to uh, to where you live, Gary? Well, I, I first of all, I was thinking on the break there, I think we have some thought processes in common. I'd like to mention that at first. Uh, okay. But as a side note, that harvest of sorrows would really uh, illuminate anybody's opinion that Stalin didn't uh, starve millions of people to death. It's a good documentary. Anyway, some things I think we I may bet Stalin have would have liked police recognition cameras. Sorry, go ahead. Well, okay. Uh, I think some things we have in common here. Your best guarantee of freedom, really, is to vote and keep your guns. And a third thing was... Or just keep voting, your guns. Hold on. How has keep, voting keep, guaranteed keep the, freedom? Keep the schools uh, keep the schools out of the hands of the government. What was that you said? Uh, I'm in favor of keeping the schools out of the hands of the government. So you're right. right. We do agree on that one. Right, uh, right. But what has voting ever done to protect freedom? It seems like freedom is on the decline, even though people keep voting. No, uh, Trump is a good example. It in went against way? the grain. Where for the first time we have a guy that's not a political animal, and he is was in the private sector and very successful. He can drain the swamp. Okay, no. He's not People who are very successful Man. do not file bankruptcy that many times. Yes, they do. You no, no that's the opposite evidently. of success. That yes, you, no, yes, you, you go into tank. court they, and you, you say, always... "I am not successful." Here's my bankruptcy papers. The average guy starting a, uh, starting a business will fail about five times at least before he gets successful. Well, you didn't say average. You said successful. Okay, okay. Let's go back to the facial recognition. <laughs> they, they already took a lot of tools. And, I, and the liberal, the Democrats, what I used to be, you took a lot of tools away, and we have all kinds of bums and crime and everything going along, derelict in our cities. But they put aside some of the best tools that the, that the police had. That was the loitering laws, vagrancy laws, that they kept these folks moving and moving on. They didn't sit in a city for months, years, intense in our parks. Well, if it's public, trouble. if it's public grounds, right? If they're on a public sidewalk or in a public park, don't they have equal right to be there as anybody else at any given time? Not as a living point. Not as a living place. It's a transitional place, and that's what they did. They could, they could say, "Hey, if you after they see you in your many times, you're you welcome into the city, and you're passing through, or you're going to get a job." 
but they keep seeing you hanging around. They go up and they can say, hey, you got a $5 bill? Well, no, I haven't got a $5 bill, which is equal to $30 back then. Well, then you're a vagrant. We're going to put you put you in jail maybe at 3.30 in the afternoon when the courts are closed. You spend all night in jail, let you out. I don't they know. They get tired of that. They get tired of that. They get tired of moving from city to city, except maybe the gypsies. And they go get a life. Maybe. And we have the option of putting them in jail and working them, which they took that tool away, too. Yeah, yeah they took they, away the tool of slavery. Yeah, so wouldn't it be easier <laughs> to take them? If, if they, the were, they were violating Okay, the yeah, law. so slavery, enslavement of criminals. should not be a crime. So what? wouldn't the easier solution to be would to not have public spaces in the first place, and then the owner of the property could be like, yeah, no, sorry, you can't live here. Well, for free. You can, you can, you can, sure, one of the property I'll be able to say you can't live here, but they can't even do that. We just had a, a guy in Seattle that owned a, a big building, had to sell it because they ruined They did $100,000 worth of damage for breaking in and living there. He said, I couldn't even get the cops to come and move them off my property on wow. the outside of the building. So what is more they cops going to do? Wires, right. <laughs> they set fires, and, and the vagrancy laws gives you another tool to do that. And if you vote the right people but- in... All of these facial recognition and these loitering laws and everything else will be an asset. You vote a dictator in, then it will not be an asset. It's simple as that. Well, you're living in a fantasy land if you think you can vote the right people into the system. You because can. Well, what do you what do you want to do? Just shoot the right people in? No, yeah, I don't. You don't usually people shoot people into office. You usually shoot people out of office. I don't office. think there are any right people for power, sir. I think that power corrupts, and absolute power corrupts absolutely. What do you have to say As to I that? I told you before, it has to be tempered with Christianity. Whoa. That's what our framers said. I didn't hear and that. You don't believe what document that. was you think that? You can pull it out of Jiminy Cricket. Uh, Gary, what? I'm sorry, which politicians haven't claimed to be Christians for the most part at the national level? Yeah, I mean, you got a handful of Muslims here and there, you get a handful of, uh, you know, uh, whoever else, and most of them claim to be Christian, right? You know them by their deeds. Okay, so how many of them are real Christians? Well, even a a non-Christian could be good. You know if a guy is being... If he's doing good things or not, if he's mm-hmm. corrupt, he doesn't have to be a Christian. Which politician is it. not corrupt? At the, let's just talk national level. Which politician is not corrupt? Oh, we're going to, you know, there's quite a few of them. You haven't really? got that long show. Give me one. Oh, we got like two and a half more hours. Okay, one, one. Trump. I don't think he's <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's hilarious. Hey, look at the economy. You don't like the economy? What don't you like about it? I don't like the fact that the government exists and it forces people to do things they don't want to do and forces them not to do the things they do want to do and taxes everything that moves and tells everybody how to live their lives. And Trump hasn't changed any of that. Of course, he's reduced taxes. He's what? let us keep our guns. He's brought the debt keeps going up, dude. I don't know if you've noticed. My gas. I don't know he's if you've noticed. My gas. He's reduced my gas so I can go places. I don't care about your gas, dude. Trump has rolled back some regulations look at the, on business. Look at the debt, man. Look at the debt. It keeps going up. He's going to address that on his next term. Oh, you just got to wait until Vote the next term. Military. Right. Got military. Right, yeah. Yeah, he just increased the size of the military by adding yes, an entire new force to it. it yes. You get off on that, huh? You like big militaries going around well, the world crushing yeah, pe- you peaceful like people? China and Russia for a papa. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I'm not worried about China and Russia. They're not the ones who are threatening me. It's the U.S. federal government that's the threat. They're China's, the ones who are hurting people around well, see, that's me. That's what I mean. You guys don't come from, you come from a government school. That's what I see. It has to be privatized. Did you guys go to government schools? I did Let not. Me know. Did I did not. 
I sadly did go to a government school, so uh-huh. two okay. out of three they're, did not. They're teaching Marxism in there big time and in the colleges. Do I sound like a Marxist to you? Review go in there. Do I sound and, like a Marxist to you? Well, you have some a, a Marxist ideas. Not really. Totally. Which one? Well, you don't like big government, even if it's good. I, Marxists. I went, to, I went to Catholic school for seventeen like, years, so that's wait, Christian, right? Did, did you just say Marxists don't like big government? Marxists like big government. Right. So what is it that I believe that's Marxist? Well, let's see. You believe that... Uh, I don't know all your beliefs. Okay. Haven't well, yeah, you don't know. Thank you for time. the call, Gary. I appreciate it. Toll-free number here, 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. You can bring up whatever you want, even if you just want to fillet the state here on the air with us. You can do that. If he's worried about China, he shouldn't want the facial recognition, right? Because that's what they have there. And it goes beyond facial recognition into the social credit program, into putting you, you no, on you a billboard. No, you don't understand. You just have to put the right people in charge, and then it's totally fine. See, in China, it's bad communists that are in charge. Oh, so okay. facial recognition, bad oh, when it. the communists are in charge. But put Trump in charge of the facial recognition, then and it's then... All good. Because who's everything. in charge never, ever changes when you have elections every four Well, years. you just got to keep putting the right people in charge. Maybe have them abolish elections while you're at it. And, and you got to give them a whole second term. Keep them there. get it done in the first Right. Month. Oh, yeah, he's going to drain the swamp. He just He's still trying to pull the drain plug. It took him four years to really kind of get his, his hands around the drain plug, and now he's going to give it a good pull. If you just elect him, he's going to do it for real this time, right? You believe that. 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. This is Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Our toll-free number here is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. The live Sunday edition here with you tonight. It's Ian. Richie Rich. And Melanie. I want to say thanks to Piper, who is a Free Talk Live silver amplifier. Piper contributes 5 bucks a month to the AMP program at amp.freetalklive.com, which I definitely appreciate. Uh, it is a, a small but a wonderful group of people that helps us get Free Talk Live on more radio stations. That's what AMP stands for. Again, advertise, market, and promote. Help us promote Free Talk Live to new radio stations. We're on over 200 stations now, and a lot of it's thanks to amplifiers like Piper. You can join the AMP program over at amp.freetalklive.com. It's all of 5 bucks a month. So if you can afford the price of a you know hamburger or a fancy cup of coffee or whatever that you can send our direction, we will turn that into more radio stations and get the ideas of freedom out there more often and in more places. And uh, so thanks, Piper, and all the other folks who amp the show at amp.freetalklive.com. You can get some cool perks as a result of doing that, like access to the amp chat rooms on the Discord server. There's also an amp-only Facebook group and more. It's ampamp.freetalklive.com. PayPal, credit card, Bitcoin, BTC, amp.freetalklive.com. We go back to the phones, to your calls and thoughts. We've been discussing facial recognition software going into place in London. And look out, because it's likely coming somewhere near you as well. Well, especially if you're in major cities, you're going to likely see it there first. But, Mark, you're on Free Talk Live listening to WTMA. Hey, guys. I love y'all show. Thank you. Go ahead uh, with your thoughts. I was going to say, uh, I, I don't agree with uh, facial recognition because <clears throat> I think it's the 14th Amendment, but I'm not sure. Um, illegal search. Fourth. I think it's the fourth. Uh, uh, what was it? Fourth Amendment, uh, which is the right the to... The fourth. Okay, the fourth. I was possessions and such. Off. 
But um, I was going to say, too, I remember um, it's probably a year and a half back or so, they said that that thing had real trouble with uh, recognizing uh, uh, African-Americans. Yes, and, it uh, did. That would really set them up for, um, you know, legal problems or anybody at that matter, you know. Well, I'm glad you brought that up, Mark, because the, the next paragraph in the story here at TheVerge.com about the cameras in London point out that the use of facial recognition by law enforcement previously has been limited to small trials in public events like a concert or football game. But those deployments have been widely criticized, with data from one trial indicating that 81% of so-called matches suggested by the recognition system were incorrect. So it's screwing up eight out of ten times. Yeah, yeah, and then then those people got to get a lawyer if they if they get um, uh, hit with anything, you know. Sure. Well, or even not, even you're just walking in the street. So say you look vaguely like a terrorist or something, a, a specific one, and so just every time you walk out your house, you just get stopped by the cops. Right, but you only get stopped by the cops, right? You don't get arrested. How you do don't you need know a that? Lawyer. Because by the, they approach you, they find you on camera, they approach you, you give them your papers, you identify <laughs> who you are, you play yeah, nice, until they say, you oh, don't he, try to run away. He put his hand in his pocket when we told him to put his hand in his pocket for his ID, and we decided it was a gun, and so we shot him. That yeah. rarely happens. That'll but be it an happens. anomaly. It does happen. Or they run your papers, as you're suggesting, and it turns out you're not the person they were looking for. But they were looking for you anyway because they had a warrant for your arrest for some other nonviolent, peaceful offense that you know they're after you for. Uh, and yeah, it's exactly. To- and, and and nowadays it's it's almost like you're guilty till proven innocent. So it is like that these that's days. That's all I had to say. Mark, good call. Thanks for sharing your thoughts. Glad to finally hear from somebody that's actually critical yeah. of these uh, these cameras. And you're playing you're playing devil's advocate here, Absolutely. Richie. It's not actually what you believe about these things. Uh, they're creepy. They are. And the African-American thing, there there are other articles out there that corroborate that and say, yes, you know, they are mis, misidentifying African-Americans in higher numbers. And the, the reason given for that is because a lot of the tech people mm-hmm. in the field happen to be white males, right? So they build all this software and facial recognition and the models They're that they using have to white use people. are, you know, mm-hmm. people from around the office, right? Because you, you got to get a test base. And so it doesn't have a public test, which is the reason why they're giving for misidentifying African-Americans at such a high clip. Well, regardless, 81% of matches in the tests are you know, incorrect. I mean, that's a right. tremendous number. Even if it was one out of 10, I still wouldn't support this. Yeah. But I mean, this is, this is terribly invasive and frustrating for a lot of people. I mean, many people believe that they are law-abiding citizens, right? You hear people say this all the time. Well, I, I don't have to worry about that because I'm a law-abiding citizen. You're probably not a law-abiding citizen. And if you are, I do not want to see the uh, cleanliness level of your house. I see where you're coming from there. Um, most people are violating government laws, whether they know it or not. That's one major concern. But even for those people that think... They're law-abiding. They believe they're not breaking any laws. You can still get caught up in a police investigation because of these cameras. Because you you, look like somebody else. Right, but that you otherwise wouldn't have gotten caught up in. The toll-free number here is 855-450-FREE. And tell me that you're going to, if you think you love the police now, wait till they draw down a gun on you because they think you're so-and-so who, you know, just robbed the convenience store down the street last week or whatever. That sort of happened to me, actually. Really? When I was in college. Like I was, I was on my way back to class, and I was stopped by the police on it, campus. 
uh, not on campus, off campus. Like okay. I, I had an apartment off campus, and you know, I I stopped right because like I I'm a law abiding citizen, right? Like 18 year olds in college didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, was in my house all day on my way to class. Was stopped because I looked like the guy who just robbed the bank in a Safeway. Now my girlfriend at the time happened to work in a Safeway, so when I got home from class and she got home from work, she was like, uh, "You're not going to believe what happened at work today." I went, "What? Someone tried to rob the bank?" She's like, "Yes. How do you know?" <laughs> like because they stopped me yeah. on my way back to class to question me about it. Luckily, you know, I wasn't arrested. You know, just got detained for like right. 10, 15 minutes. Was late for class, so I had a little note from the cop. Oh, the right? they gave you a note. I asked for it. I'm like, dude, I have. A, I'm on my way to an exam, and I'm going to be late. So if I want to get into this exam, you got to give I'm me something. I'm surprised about yeah. that. That's that's unusual. So it is. It's unusual yeah. in today's society. This was like 1999. So maybe. And did again, you like the cops back then? Did you know? Were you like you know friendly about it? Friendly about it in that sense, right? Mean, I'm not, meaning you you felt like you were just helping the cop out, like you're doing your civic duty, or were you a critic critical at all of? I was of not what critical happened? at the time. Yeah, I was. I I did not have my conversion to liberty or anarchy until well after that. So, but also when you get stopped by a cop, what are you going to do, right? Like I'm walking back to class. I know I didn't do anything wrong. I was a little upset that I was being stopped at all for whatever reason. Um, but you well, know. that's what I'm saying. People who are loving the police right now, thinking that these camera systems are are so great and helpful, what are they going to feel like when they get stopped? When right. this camera system misidentifies them and they're misidentified as a violent criminal, and the cops, you know, it's going to be a little different if they actually pull their guns on you and right. hold you at gunpoint because they think that you're somebody you're not. And that could have very well have been me right. back then, right? Because it was a bank robbery, right? I mean, it was. They wasn't, didn't though. In that case, they didn't in that case. Let's go to uh, Mark. He's on the line, calling us from the Mariana Islands, the U.S. Marianas, calling from Saipan. Go ahead, Mark. From Mariana Islands, Melanie and Richie Rich. Not so much you, Marxist. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. So the gentleman who called in from, I think it was Washington, and his concern about uh, homelessness, you know, I I share it. I think that there's um, some problems with Supreme Court rulings recently that sort of say that, uh, you know, any uh, hobo or bum can stand in the middle of the median and hold whatever sign they want to hold and, uh, you know, raise more money than they would get from a, a full time job. Hey, the median is still public <laughs> land, man. If you're going to have if you're going to have public I'm lands. Not claiming it's not. What I'm claiming is, is that libertarians have a problem with our uh, public land discussion. Most times on the air on Free Talk Live, we say things like, uh, well, this is a solution for this problem or this is a solution for that problem. When it comes to homelessness, what we do is say, aha, see what public land does? Ha, 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 ha. What you need to do is have this deteriorate into complete chaos and you'll finally see what we want. And nobody wants that, right? Like nobody wants a, well, uh, you know. Well, you don't have to deteriorate into, into chaos. You just don't hold public land anymore. Yeah, I don't see how turning all the lands private is is a chaotic endeavor. Well, um, I, I think that there are easy steps for turning lands private, and I will agree with you on that. However, it doesn't seem like there's much of an appetite for that today. That is true. And um, the I, I think it's di- this is a difficult question for libertarians because our answers require 
us to show people through, you know, um, object lessons. See what happens when the hobos get to do whatever they want. This is the probable, almost certain future of what's going to happen if we let the hobos run free. And... uh, Hold that thought, Mark. We can bring it back here in just a moment. Mark Edge is on the line in Saipan, where it's already tomorrow. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Our number two is on the way. You want to talk public property? We can do that, too. Uh, Your thoughts welcome. It's free talk. Ike was such a sweet, lovable animal, and people would want to pet him, and they'd come up, and they'd get close to him, and it would be this instant, oh, my dad didn't want to touch him. It's like, ooh, get the stinky dog away from me. Even after we'd give her a bath, she would still stink. Very stinky, both bad breath and bad gas. I asked the vet, and he said, some dogs are just stinky. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. The omega-3 fatty acids. Flaxseed, zinc, alfalfa. The digestive enzymes that are cooked out of regular dog food. The ingredients convinced me that it was definitely worth trying. After about a week, he started smelling normal. My husband and I were really kind of astonished. Dynavite is nutrition. 859-428-1000. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything that you want. Our toll-free number here is 855-450-FREE. Are you ready to embrace facial recognition technology, cameras on every street corner, uh, eyeballing you, identifying you, maybe misidentifying you? Having your face on a big screen for jaywalking like they do in China? Calling, uh, do they really do that? Yeah. They have, like, jumbotrons for yeah, violators they, of... They broadcast it right there. Wow. I had not heard that. Uh, so you can bring up whatever you want. We're talking about what's happening in London, where they are going towards facial recognition. They're implementing this apparently immediately, if not it's already being done or was done to some extent. And what is that going to mean for you? I mean, you're probably not listening in London. Are you, you know, unconcerned? Because I think you should be concerned. These governments, they borrow ideas from one another. They watch, uh, you know, they see how another implementation of some sort of Orwellian, creepy police state technology goes, and then they try to do it where they are. And if they got the cameras in place, right, then it's just a matter of software on the back end doing the facial recognition. That's right. So it's even easier to implement. And they might even be doing it without you knowing at this point because you don't see more tech you don't see more tech going up where the cameras are right sure you so see how the would same you know cameras you always have yeah. but all of a sudden on the back end they're doing this in this case they are they are announcing that they're doing it and so that gives us the excuse to talk about it we'll talk to you if you want to join the show you can the toll-free number is 855-450-FREE that's 855-450-3733 but we go back first to uh the mariana islands where mark edge is on the line with us and mark you were calling about the homeless uh, problems that we touched on with a previous caller tonight, and you were saying that libertarians' solution is leaving a little bit to be desired. Yeah, and I don't, I, I can't say that I have a better solution for explaining the homelessness problem, but 
it leaves people a little hollow when you say, well, this is the problem with public property. We need to eliminate public property. And the only way y'all are going to figure it out is, is if we have public property and it descends into a cesspool of feces. And you're saying that that's what libertarians are saying? You're saying that people would not be able to figure out that public property is a bad idea until it becomes the tragedy of the commons? Correct. It's never going to not be the tragedy of the commons, though, because that's kind of inherent. Well, yeah, but okay, but it's different, though, Melanie. You know, if you go to downtown Keene, New Hampshire, there's a few bums here and there. It's not the, you know, the end of the world. But whereas like in Seattle or Portland, they literally apparently have tents on the streets. San Francisco. They're sleeping, you know, they're sleeping all over the place. So it's a, bit, it's a much bigger problem in, in some places. So what you're saying is, Mark, that libertarians feel like, you know, there has to be some sort of s-hole conditions before they can actually persuade people on this. Because I don't know if I feel that way. I just don't think that the whole um, public the public lands are a problem conversation that we have is optimized for uh, the audience. I think that we need to come up with something that's uh, that that explains it a little better because this is the this is it. What's going on in Seattle? What's going on in Portland? What's going on in San Francisco? These things are the probable, almost mm-hmm. certain future of when you say. The land belongs to everybody sure. and everybody yeah. can use it. So why shouldn't libertarians use this as a real world example to illustrate our pre- pre- previously theoretical points? Should. I just don't know. Um, I'm, I'm just hoping for some more uh, better what, explanation. Okay, you're hoping for a better explanation. Do you have one? Twice. Huh? He might be cutting in. And yeah, out. we're I losing a little bit of data here. I think it might be your voice activation that's causing the problem. But what did you say? Oh, I do not have a better explanation. Okay, so you're, you're putting it out there into the, the universe. You're saying you want somebody to come up with a better pitch where you don't have to wait for some tragedy of the common situation to become writ large and you know unavoidable. I do, however, have a solution to facial recognition software. When yeah. I was in Hong Kong, the activists in Hong Kong, well, just about everybody in Hong Kong wore a face mask. Mm. Ban them. They have, uh, well, th- is it legal it's, it's to about do that? Absolutely legal because yeah. Asians like face masks. Good point. Good point. Right. And now we're going to see that being more popular in the United States. What with the uh, the whole coronavirus? Pss, coronavirus thing? Apparently, um, uh, my room, roommate says there's cases in uh, Albany now, two hours away from here. He's already got his masks from Home Depot. He said New York and up and down the West Coast. He said California, Oregon, Washington has yeah. already seen. Oh, well, hey, good places to stay away from anyway. Since we've got you on the line, Mark, I did see a headline out of uh, Saipan Tribune, I think it was, that uh, Saipan is already seeing a lot of hotel cancellations because obviously it's right there Pretty in the close. Asia, yeah. you know, Asian Pacific. Um, are you seeing that? Are, are people talking about it? Are people putting on face masks more often than normal there? What are you seeing? I'm seeing more face masks than normal, but I have not heard about the hotel cancellations. Mm-hmm. I say good because, uh, you know, I, I don't want anybody coming here from Asia right about now. Okay. Bringing so. the coronavirus with them. <laughs> so, but are you taking any precautions? Uh, have you purchased any face masks? I have a face mask that I got in Hong Kong. I got one of the fabric ones. It mm-hmm. was $1. And I recommend this for everybody for all kinds of circumstances. Do those do it's anything not- or do you have to have like the fancy filter kind of thing that only lasts for a couple hours on there? 
in my opinion, I think this, the single best thing that the face masks do is a uh, two things. They prevent you from, you know, spreading germs when you cough because mm-hmm. it's like covering your mouth all the time. Right. And B, it reminds you never to touch your face, your mouth. Uh, you shouldn't, you know, mm. you got you need to wash your hands if you're going to poke around in your mouth or your eyes or whatever. So uh, the the ma- the mask prevents you from touching your own mouth with your dirty little fingers. I think that's a that's a good point. All right, so now let's talk about the homeless people since that's what you called in about. Are there a lot of homeless people in Saipan? In the Marianas? I hear there's one. You hear there's um, none. There- one. one. I, I think there's a bum. There's a there's okay, one there's bum. Who, <laughs> he's probably well known then. And he asks for money, and he's probably got some mental health issues, and he's trying to treat it with alcohol. And we all know how that goes. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, no, there is no homeless problem here. Really, in Saipan. Interesting. Yeah. I think to Mark's general point about uh, libertarian solutions, right? There's there's a lot of solutions that libertarians propose that aren't really palatable with the general audience mm-hmm. at the moment, right? So saying like, you know, his, his point to the public lands that extends beyond just public use of lands, right? Like I, I was thinking of, the, I hear a hissing. Yeah. I don't know what that is. Okay. Um, I was thinking, to, you know, to like the, the immigration debate, right? There's, there's closed border libertarians all of a sudden that say like, well, you can't let them in because they're a drain on the welfare state. Right. And Those go, people are not libertarians. I would agree. Yeah. Right. But if you open the border, then they come in and they destroy everything. And, and you know, whereas the, the solution is open the borders, but also end the welfare state. Right. But the general public doesn't want to hear end the welfare state at all because no. the general public is on some sort of welfare, even if they don't acknowledge it uh, directly. Right. Like there's or a lot they of believe that it's helping people. They believe right. that welfare is uh, and there are some people who are likely helped by those programs. Uh, but they presume that they wouldn't be helped in the absence of the programs, and that's just not true. Right, but there's without w- without disrupting the program, though. There's no way for libertarians to to show a a real life case of those people being helped absence the welfare state because the welfare state continues yeah, to and exist. I also feel like it's not my not it's not my job, but like it's not my job to make statism or parts of statism palatable it's my job to convince people of anarchy so if people don't like what the state is coming up with i mean that's kind of a plus i I don't get like okay if people don't like the anarchist solutions then they're not gonna like the anarchist solutions and i can't make them like them but then but then you never move forward with like the anarchist society then because you can't get those people on board That's why migrations are important. If you can get enough people to migrate to the same place, uh, like here in New Hampshire, then maybe you can actually have a chance at advancing the ideas of liberty. Hey, uh, Mark, thanks for calling in tonight. Appreciate it. I hope you have a nice day there because it's already coming up on the afternoon uh, tomorrow where he's calling from. Uh, And you can join us and sound pretty great just like he did there on our Discord server over at discord.lrn.fm. Hop on in over there and... You'll sound almost like you're sitting here in the studio with us. 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. You can join us on the radio. This is Free Talk Live. (music) 
It's Free Talk Live and the Live Sunday edition where you are invited to take control of the airwaves here. Our number 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. Tonight with you, it's Ian. Richie Rich. And Melanie. And head on over to Bitcoin.com. They can give you the basics about cryptocurrency like Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash over at bitcoin.com we've also got a great news site plus in the summer of 2019 they launched local.bitcoin.com which allows you to buy or sell bitcoin cash with dozens of payment methods globally and they respect your privacy meaning there's no identification requirements to sign up for and to use the site over at local.bitcoin.com as we continue we'll go to brad who is listening in ontario and via the TuneIn app, Brad, you are on Free Talk Live. Go ahead. Wow. Okay. Um, wow. A big fan of uh, Ian and and uh, nobody. Okay. What were you calling about tonight? I wanted, well, I wanted your thoughts on Ontario, Canada, where there's lots of uh, striking by public sector unions. Uh, I don't know much about it. So, what are they striking over? Well, they say it's about uh, not wanting the conservative government to cut back on their spending. Meanwhile, we run deficits over and over and over uh, and arguing. So, like, I'm trying to uh, understand if I'm really truly a libertarianism because. I think they're wasting money arguing, and if I get you guys right, they're, they're wasting money arguing about whether or not to spend money or not spend money. I would say let them fight and then fire them all and then don't replace them. Yeah, I mean, I well, think the libertarian perspective kind of, yeah, on exactly. uh, on government unions is that the state shouldn't exist at all, and yeah. so— I mean, I don't feel bad well, for, for that. Yeah, there's there's yeah. nobody to negotiate with if your employer doesn't exist. So you have to go get a real job. Well, I've I, I've gotten a lot of backlash from friends and family members because I said, "Well, if you don't like your job, quit." Yeah, and I got backlash on that, mm-hmm. and and because uh, then they're oppressed by nature. On that. I mean, I get backlash and death threats on a semi-regular basis, so like it kind of comes with the gig. Um, yeah, if you're an anarchist in most places, people aren't going to like you. What? Yeah, okay. No, you guys are great. I've been a long-time fan of you guys. I just wanted to call in. Thank you for uh, letting me speak. Thanks, no Brad. Deal. Our pleasure. Uh, Appreciate hearing from awesome. you, man. Thank you. Toll-free number here, 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. But what you're pointing out here, Melanie, is it's not easy to advocate for the end of the state. It's, oh, no, it's easy. I do it. <laughs> it just has well, some, some negative consequences if yeah. you care what the general population thinks about you. Right. Well, I mean, some people, it's not just the general population. It's their own family members who will be upset at them. And that's tough for some people to handle. I mean, you and I, we don't have this problem, you know, because we don't really care that much about what our family thinks. Um, but I don't want to put words in your mouth, but that's well, my, been I mean, my impression I don't, of you. I don't care. I, I think that you might be focusing in on one or two specific people, but I don't care what people think in general. Right. I mean, yeah, most of my family is not anarchists. You don't live your so life that's... to appease your family. Though. No. And neither do I. 
And yeah. but there are a lot of people who do, and they don't want to upset their mom or their dad or or whatever. And the fact is, the libertarian or you, you, you use the term anarchist, the the voluntarist uh, perspective is one that is very upsetting, especially if those family members work for the state and they believe that they're doing a good thing, or yeah. that, you know their job is necessary, or that people want them to do their jobs or whatever excuse. Yeah, I mean, have. I had one family member who just straight up. Refuse, like literally refused to acknowledge the fact that I was an anarchist and like told me, no, you're not. <laughs> but That's it's like, denial. okay, well, people, like, people are going to think what they're going to think. Yeah. And they're going to say, I mean, what hopefully they they'll you? be honest. What? What did, what did they label you? They, not they anarchist. just didn't. Just oh, not. Okay. Yeah, just not. You're anything else. Just not an anarchist. Okay. So hopefully they're going to be honest enough to tell you what they think. But if you hold a minority viewpoint, I mean, that's kind of yeah. just. People aren't going to just. You're trying. You're trying to destroy. I mean, I'm trying to destroy an entity that a lot of these people really, really want to hang on to. So I don't sure. expect that to be met with like. They're not going to love you for it. No. That's for sure. When, when it comes to the family, I, w- I was listening to uh, the School Sets Project. Yeah, like, great show. Right, great show. And one of the things they said uh, on one of the most recent episodes was, a lot of people within the Liberty community focus a great deal of attention on like seven people in their lives, right? Like their immediate family gets all this energy, all this attention, trying to convert them to the ideas of liberty mm-hmm. and most family work and doesn't work. Oh yeah. Right? And I don't try to convert people who don't more or less come to me. And I don't have conversations with people that they don't want to have mm-hmm. unless it's something like, yeah, you need to call me back for like this bill or something. But like, right. I don't have philosophical conversations unless the person I'm having it with wants to have a philosophical conversation. Right. But you're, you're also more able to change hearts and minds Outside of the familial relationship. So true, yeah. yeah. Yeah, somebody who didn't have to teach you how to walk and like right. wipe up baby food off your face is so going to be more inclined to listen to what you have to say. True. So if you're going to exert all that energy, focus it outwards toward the general public and people, other people in your lives that may be more convertible than family members. Absolutely. Now, again, I'll reiterate the idea that if you are the lone libertarian where you live, you're the one person who's, you know, out there publicly speaking out against the state or the police state or whatever government taxes and whatever the issues happen to be in your area. You look like a crazy person. Yes. You have to have more people on your side. You have to have a community. And I don't just mean like a handful. I mean, dozens and dozens of liberty minded folks in any given area who are involved in a variety of different aspects of life, you know, whether it be going to church or, you know, the knitting club or playing video games online or whatever, whatever it is that people do. Uh, there have to be libertarians in all of those things. So no matter right. where it is that there are these people, these average folks who support the status quo or the state or whatever the way things are, when they're at the gym or when they're at their job or when they're at their hobby or wherever it is, they're going to run into a libertarian who's going to have an opinion about why government sucks and why you know the state is evil or whatever. And if they can't get away from it, then yep. it will become something that they're going to start to take more seriously. Whereas if it's just their family member who's the only one that they ever encounter, who ever says anything about you know ending the state, then of course they're going to discount you. As you pointed out, Melanie, for certain reasons that they know you better than anyone else. They know all your failures uh, and they know that you're not perfect. But uh, hearing it from friends, hearing it from coworkers, hearing it from you know associates, yeah. it's going to be something they're going to have to take seriously. Well, that's why even the movers here they say like get get involved in the activities that you would have already been involved in, and then be that libertarian voice amongst that group. 
Right. You're talking about movers of the, uh, the migration of people moving to yes. New Hampshire who are liberty minded. That's what the three of us are. That's the right. reason we're all here sitting in the same room together. That's the reason we know each other is because of this migration where, you know, we don't have enough people yet. We still need more. But we've got more here in New Hampshire than anywhere else on the planet as far as concentration is concerned. And you know what? The status take us seriously. They know we're here. They don't like it one bit. Unlike in most places where libertarians are just a sideshow. They're meaningless. They're laughable. They should, though. The status should like us here because the motto of the state is live free or die. Like that's yeah, part. Statists don't like libertarians as a general rule. Uh, there's more coming up here in moments. You can share your thoughts with us and bring up whatever's on your mind here on the live Sunday edition of Free Bitcoin.com has launched a trading platform at local.bitcoin.com, allowing you to buy or sell Bitcoin cash via dozens of payment methods like PayPal, Venmo, bank deposit, remittances, or meeting in person with cash. There are no ID requirements to sign up for and use the site, and all communications between buyers and sellers are encrypted. Finally, a global trading platform that respects your privacy. Visit local.bitcoin.com to get started trading Bitcoin cash. Local.bitcoin.com It's Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want here. It's the Live Sunday edition as well. Take control of the airwaves at 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. The Next Generation Wallet is coming from Divi. In just a few taps, you'll be able to spend, earn, store, and exchange digital money in seconds. Divi says you'll be able to send money around the globe in only a swipe and instantly exchange between Divi, Bitcoin, and fiat currencies like the dollar in the mobile app and withdraw directly to your bank account. There's no need to wait, though, as Divi already offers the one, uh, the first one-tap solution for earning passive income with their multi-tiered masternodes, allowing anyone to earn by supporting the Divi network. When the new Divi wallet launches because of Divi's relationship with Western Union, Divi will be in 200 countries, including the United States. You can learn more at DiviProject.org. That's DiviProject.org. We go back to your phone calls and thoughts. You can bring up what you want. Now, we were talking about facial recognition. There's a little bit more to say about it. Uh, plus, in other news, Richie, you're going to be telling us about traffic jams and how to get rid of them. They're solved. Oh, sorry about that. Let's try that that mic button. They're solved, there apparently, according to the mathematicians. We will find out more about that on the way. And, of course, you can bring up anything you want. Plus, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll find out what happened with Glenn Greenwald arrested. Uh, or, excuse me, charged. I said arrested earlier, and I thought they were... They'd arrested him, but apparently he wasn't there. They've charged him with cyber crimes in Brazil. What's They'd all like that about? to arrest him. Exactly. Let's go to your phone calls and thoughts first. Dana is in Maine watching us on YouTube. Go ahead, Dana. Yeah, good show tonight, guys. Thanks. Um, uh, it's kind of sickening hearing all these uh, lock em up uh, pro-cop uh, republic rats calling your show tonight. But yeah. I guess we don't have enough people in jail for these, these folks. No, but, they uh, always want to build more jails because that makes things better. Well, if you put more cops oh, yeah. on the street corners, yeah. you'd have less crime, and then you wouldn't have to build any more jails. It'd be a deterrent. Exactly. Hey, I did want to mention, though, uh, I hear uh, quite a few people uh, calling your show who are defending this uh, Trump, this uh, this this bankster puppet. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can't prove it, but I, uh, I strongly believe that if the exact same charges and evidence, allegations, etc., the exact same people came forth and accused Trump, uh, that are accusing Trump right now, if these charges were brought against a Democrat, then these same Republicans uh, would be apologizing. Uh, 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 excuse me. 
uh, brought uh, against a Democrat, the, uh, the the sides would flip anyway. The right. Republicans, oh, of course yeah, they the would. Same stupidity the, re- the Democrats are and vice versa. They're sickening. Uh, I, I can't believe anybody could support these people in any any way. Um, you just have to I, turn I, your brain off. I mean, because that's there's no thinking here. It's just oh, bad, bad, bad team, team bad, other team bad. My team good, my team good. Well, yeah, and that's what it is. It's it's it. It also brings up an interesting phenomenon with this whole impeachment scenario. And I've said this before. It it turns the impeachment process into a weaponized political tool. Sure. Right? Because if the Democrats get elected into office and somehow uh, the Republicans take the House and maintain the Senate, right, then they're just going to find something, some impeachable offense, because all politicians at the presidential level have some impeachable sure. offense, right, and it's just going to be used as that tool to get them impeached. You think they're going to go back the- and forth with impeachments oh, from now not? on? <laughs> why not? Well, they didn't do it for whatever reason on Bush and Obama. That's true, but yeah. but that's what I'm, that's what makes this one interesting. Yeah, Trump. They've been trying to impeach Trump since he got elected, right? It wasn't. It was get him out of office mm-hmm. from the day he was sworn in. They didn't wait to see what he did. They didn't wait to see what his policies were. They didn't wait to see the bills that he signed. Right? It was just we need to get him out. And so for two and a half, three years, they were looking very hard for something like that he would do to make it impeachable. And as soon as they got that, we went, got them, and they started the process. Mm-hmm. So knowing yeah. that that's the way they operate, that's likely, hopefully, right, what's going to happen going forward is that every, every president. So you support this, uh, this circus continuing? Well, as much as I support a government at all, right, which is nil, but as mm-hmm. long as they're going to exist, right, why not have bottleneck them fight with it and each have other. them fight and get nothing done? Right? Why not you. stalemate it? Yeah. Oh yeah, we could spend money. If my choices are spending money on an impeachment circus for any president versus spending money on passing bills and regulations, right? Because I mean, every just have minute the entertainment, right? It's not every, entertaining to me, but apparently it's entertaining to see. Well, right, because viewers. every minute they're sitting there doing this impeachment thing is a minute that they can't be passing new laws, right? Or doing anything else harmful. Yeah, you know? that's a good point. Uh, Dana, other thoughts? Go ahead. Yeah, I just you know I just wanted to mention too that I I, I, I we get a lot of this Republican radio up here and, and I, I I think it's uh, uh, it's poisoned a lot of people's minds. Not we don't have any uh, Democrat shows at all uh, up here where I live in Maine. It's uh, we've got one channel essentially, one radio station up here, uh, WVOM. If you guys ever tried to, uh, by the way, get through to them uh, and uh, yep, uh, yeah, I've talked to uh, the program director there in the past. Or post it. It's one of those things where uh, you know they know we exist, and most stations, when you call them, they're not looking for a show, right? They've got twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, so they're usually not urgently needing something. Um, but they know we exist, and if you want to help us get on, you can always give them a call and tell them you want to hear Free Talk Live. It's twenty four seven Republican cheerleading, but that's, that's true for most talk radio. They did try something called Air America like a decade ago, actually probably a little more than a decade ago now, where they tried to launch a, a liberal talk network, and it just didn't work out. Uh, it was just a major failure. They you know had whatever venture capital they burned through, and then it was over. Um, there have been several shows that have existed since then that have had differing degrees of success. Most of them have failed. There's still two or three left that are just kind of still kicking out there. They've got a handful of stations and nothing more than that. There's barely any progressive talk left on the on. Why do you suppose that is? Dial. 
That's an excellent question, and I I can't answer that question for you. Liberals don't. don't listen to the radio. Or well, they don't have the... you could say that maybe the liberals are more listen listening to NPR. They're just okay. so used to listening to NPR that it would really take something else to get their attention. And maybe they're and again, I'm speculating here, right? Like uh, that's maybe all I asked for. maybe they're not looking for the same kind of. Uh, confrontational talk radio that you tend okay. to get in the conservative talk zone. You know what I mean? Maybe that's not, maybe that doesn't do it for them. Maybe they want that sort of easy listening sound that okay. they get off of NPR, which I personally don't care for. I mean, conservative talk radio only gets confrontational because the liberals will call in to, like, to fight their point, right? Otherwise, it's still just... Oh, they don't let any liberals call in up here. And By, by the way, don't really? you think that uh, talk radio is, uh, or the Republicans uh, party is more pro-corporate uh, and so uh, the news media being uh, media corporations, uh, why wouldn't they favor Republicans more so? Not that the Democrats are, aren't, aren't pro-corporate, too. but I Well, think but you see, the, the old Republican talking point is, is the lefties control the media, even though <laughs> at the same time the yeah, righties control right. the radio, or at least talk radio. I mean, They Rush- control the television media. But that's, they're never clear uh, about I, that. I don't even think so. I don't even think that's true either. I, I, I don't. Um, I don't hear any good arguments. As a matter of fact, I, 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 I've heard numerous people talk about these goings-on down in, uh, in Richmond, Virginia. I've never heard one of them mention that, um, that, that they always talk about the Democrats are trying to steal our guns, and they are the miserable. The Democrats stink, don't get me wrong. But, the, but nobody, nobody ever points a finger at these Republicans for uh, these drug laws, mm-hmm. which have exacerbated, I would argue, the violence uh, which, you know, the Democrats stupidly uh, try to solve by, by passing gun laws. But the, yeah. but the Republicans and, and their war on drugs, and uh, the Democrats, by the way, are, are war on drug people too, but they favor more pro, uh, uh, probation type things and maybe, uh, you know, counseling and stuff. The Republicans want to throw people in jail. And and uh, they they uh, right. We had one of them calling in earlier, getting all jazzed up about the the cameras on the streets because he's going to catch more criminals and yep. throw more people in jail. We need more cops, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Cameras in the bushes in case yeah. people get taken out there. Dana, you're right on, man. Thanks for the call. I appreciate you yeah, sharing your thoughts with us tonight. The toll free number here is eight fifty five four fifty free. Hank in Utah, listening to KCPX in Moab. Go ahead, Hank. Hello. Um, you were talking about the homeless situation earlier. Yes, sir. Um, well, first of all, I have to say that the term bum is considered pretty offensive. <laughs> yeah, it is. What about hobo? Why no? <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, tramp maybe was a little better. <laughs> tramp. But um, I would say that this whole situation just represents a failure of the commons. You know, oh, yeah. people that are not being taken care of by the system. Well, let's talk about that. Stand by, Hank. We're going to bring you back. I want to hear more about what you have to say there. Uh, the toll-free number here is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. You can bring up whatever you want. And maybe you are homeless and you want to weigh in. Get your Obama phone out. Dial it. It's Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live, and you may join us here. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. It's 855-450-3733. Here tonight, it's Ian. Richie Rich. And Melanie. We want you to join us online and on the radio. You can go to freetalklive.com. You can get signed up for our email list there. You go to 
the uh, freetalklive.com site, you'll see its uh, email sign-up box. It's right there on the front page. Uh, you just pop your email in there, and then we'll email you usually on a once-a-week basis to keep you in the loop with what's happening with Free Talk Live. So feel free to get signed up for that at freetalklive.com. Plus, we've got a bunch of archives, and of course, there's our webcam uh, feeds and so much more. It's a very big site over at freetalklive.com. And unlike a lot of those talk show hosts out there, ours is free, so enjoy it. We go back to your calls and thoughts. Hank is on the line with us in Utah listening to KCPX. You wanted to talk about homelessness in the United States. Uh, go ahead, Hank. I want to make sure you had your, uh-huh. a chance to get your thoughts out. Well, yeah, I was just saying that it, it represents a failure of the collective. Um, you know, this kind of uh, is the flaw or one flaw of the market system. You know, not everybody is involved in the market. Well, that mm-hmm. you so you go get involved in the markets, and then you can but, afford to yeah, pay your bills. Yeah, who's going to enforce that? Nobody needs to enforce. Nobody it. needs That's to the enforce the market it. System. The market, it's it's well, in a way, in a sense, self-enforcing. Well, hold on. I think there's a confusion here. The, we don't have a free market. I just want to be clear on that. What we do have is a system where well, there's a I massive. I know, but I thought you were advocating a free market. I do. Absolutely. Yeah, I absolutely advocate a free market. Um, the system that we have, as you pointed out, is failing uh, homeless people because you've got a one-size-fits-all government solution. That if an individual doesn't like the government solution, let's say I don't like the way government, um, you know, homeless shelters are run, and I would rather contribute to a private homeless shelter, I can contribute to a private shelter, but I'm still forced to to give money to the government shelters that are doing things the way I don't think that they should do, and they're not helping homeless people; they're encouraging it, and they're you know giving misincentives or you know malincentives for these peoples to continue their bad. Well, I mean, behavior. I think any of the shelters are kind of encouraging homelessness. Well, then you're free to not give to any of them. Existing. Um, I think there is a good one here in town that's privately run, and I think they do a good job at helping people find work and kind of turn their lives around. But they do it all on a private basis, so if you don't want to fund them, that's fine. You don't have to. And a lot of homeless people don't like the rules of the shelters that are in their area. Well, and the private shelter has more rules. Like, you have to leave in the morning. You yeah. can't just stay there. You don't get one room that's all yours, and you can come back to it anytime you want to. It's only open during the 100 coldest nights of the year. And uh, you're in for the night, and you're out in the morning. Yeah. And you can go to the warming center and drop in and you know fill out a, a job application online or something, use their computer to, or whatever. You can print up a resume. There's things you can do. They still offer services. You can consult with somebody and kind of you know try to get your life back on track. And that, again, uh, is just for the people who want to, right? There's, correct. There's They're plenty of people to. who just are out on the street and... Do, don't even want to make an attempt to so, do anything more or better. So, Hank, you know, the problem is when you have a one-size-fits-all solution that's doing a crappy job, as most government solutions, you know, government programs do, they waste a ton of money and they're quite ineffective at what they do, but yet we're still all forced to pay for it. Do you support that? Support paying for uh, government programs that I don't agree with? Right. Uh, well, no, of course. I mean, okay. but we, the thing is about, about government, I, I just think that we have, there has to be, especially with the population that we have, there has to be some kind of a larger organizing force. Mm. Well, does it have to have force bad, behind it, though? Bad, I mean, it doesn't have to be. Huh, so what was that, that you said there? Uh, with the population that we have, we have to have some kind of uh, organizing force to keep things from descending into complete chaos. Isn't that a problem with large population centers in general? 
that it's it's easy. Well, yeah, well, yeah we we do have too many people. I would say that's that's. The well, I'm not saying no, no, no. we have too many people, or we have too many people in in one carved out country, because those are two very different well, statements. Well, you got 7.6 billion people on the planet. Are you suggesting that people should be eliminated? <laughs> no. No, I, I'm not suggesting that. I'm well, not when suggesting you say there should be an organizing force, yeah. you know, what is it that you yeah, think you that... Yeah, mean in government. Yeah. Any government, not necessarily well, the government that we have. Well, what do you is, think it should look like? Ideal, but, well, it's been suggested that, and, and I mean, it's just a known principle that no system can be better than those who implement it. So if you have low-quality people or people uh, who seek power for its own sake in these positions, then obviously you're going to have problems. How would you ever avoid that problem where you have positions I of power? I mean, I, I guess it's possible. I don't, I don't say that it's going to happen tomorrow. I'm going to tell you it's not possible. Because, yeah, you just eliminate the position. Well, right, because as well, long as power exists... people are what, inherently corrupt? No, I and, think that... And will inherently abuse their power? I think that power attracts those who are already corrupt, and it corrupts those who aren't yet corrupt. I do agree with that, for sure. And there's but, science uh, to back it up, by the way. Yeah. It's not like total speculation or just observation. No, I, I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. It's, it's, it's probably almost obvious. Yeah. I just think when you say this large but, population area, like let's just say the United States for the sake of a large number, 300 million yeah. people. Right. I don't think, with, th- so. I don't yeah. think with that many people, you need like an overarching government to keep 300 million people in line. I think the the larger the number the easier it is for smaller groups to get along with each other maybe maybe insofar as just on the individual level where people interact on a, on an individual basis and communities could develop and come together and govern themselves but not call that a government right like the 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 typical example for libertarians like the homeowners association right you could have those develop with rules in specific areas and I think that's easier to govern a smaller amount of people than it would be to try to like impose those rules on three hundred million. Yeah, I guess so. But uh, how's how's that going to happen? Naturally, I would say. Hopefully, naturally. Yeah, well, but of course, the you know we're nowhere near this because people have to come to some sort of an epiphany. They have to have you know whatever renaissance that they need to to go through where they'll realize, oh. Yeah, if we do keep this same thing going that we've been doing for our whole lives, it's going to be the same crap. Oh, yeah, we should stop thinking we're going to change everything by electing some new great man or woman uh, to the president or state, you know, these U.S. reps or Senate, this whole system. It's it's just a mess. Let's start by decentralizing the, the power. Let's start by getting the federal government gone. How about secession? Have states secede. Then we'll see if we can de- uh, devolve power from there further. Or we can have some sort of crazy renaissance where everybody just starts ignoring the government and then they'll just go away. Wouldn't that be nice? I think that might happen. But I, I, I would suggest that um, that the more people that you have, the more pressure there is, uh, the more difficult it is for people to evolve because they just don't have the space. Well, I mean, we got and plenty of space. Like, I'd like to point out... That most of the United States is not 
most of the United States is not urban. It's not suburban. It is rural. There's a lot of space. If people want to live on top of one another in a big old city, that's certainly their choice. They don't have amazingly, to Amazingly, a lot of them choose to do that. They like, do, That's yeah. their preference, yeah. the, the big old city life. Because there's amenities there, and there's professional opportunities. Whatever sure. their reason. Whatever their reason. Hey, Hank, thanks for the call tonight, man. I do appreciate hearing from you and the okay. thoughts. I mean, I, I, I don't... Uh, I don't share Hank's view that population is out of control or whatever. I think there's plenty of space and plenty of room out there. If we actually had the freedom to go and spread out and use that space, then I think that would be really cool. But we don't because a lot of it's run by the federal government. A lot of that space is locked down. You cannot go to those places. You cannot just homestead a piece of property in the most of the West. It's like, what, two-thirds of the West is federal property? I don't even like historical districts. Me neither. Because <laughs> it's just a bunch of busybodies telling you what you can and can't do. We with like the way property. this looked 200 years ago. Right. So uh, let's go to David. He's in New Mexico. David, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead. Yeah, the uh, DA here needs to resign. Raul Torres, Bernalillo County DA. Yeah, also, I agree. Uh, his wife, his wi- yeah, there you go. His wife, and this is because his wife, Nasha Torres, is the dean of students of the University of New Mexico, and uh, the, the, everybody knows what the DA does. They it's a conflict of interest. Cri- yeah, they prosecute crimes. The DA does in the county, and in that same county uh, is the uh, uh, the University of New Mexico uh, uh, Albuquerque campus, main campus, and his wife is the dean of students there, who's in charge of uh, student discipline. Well, actually, not just student, but discipline. Uh, for anything that goes on in camp on campus, whether a person's a student or not, and uh, uh, and and all all criminal cases go through her office uh, for on campus discipline, whether that means kicking them off the basketball team like JJ Caldwell, or kicking them off campus so they can't come and take classes. Right. Or, and so know, she's funneling cases to her husband, who's working as the DA. Go figure. Uh, there. Hey, thank you, David, for the call. We got more coming up here. Hour number three is next. Eight fifty five, four fifty free. Like freedom. Have you heard of Liberty Con? Liberty Con is not only a convention with great speakers like Whole Foods CEO and co-founder John Mackey and Nobel Prize winner Vernon Smith, but it's also unique because you get a chance to network with more than 70 pro-liberty organizations, one-on-one for the purpose of career advancement, business, and internship opportunities. April 3rd through 5th in Washington, D.C. You can learn more by visiting LibertyCon.com and use code FTL for a $10 discount on your registration. That's LibertyCon.com. It's Free Talk Live, and we're launching into the third hour of this live Sunday edition of the program. Our toll-free number for you is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. We have the Discord call-in line rooms as well. They're open for you. If you want to sound like you're sitting here in the studio with us, join us over at discord.lrn.fm. They're right now talking about the Kobe Bryant uh, helicopter crash. Tragedy. Nine people. Uh, dead. In fact, apparently everybody on board this helicopter perished in a what was described as large explosion uh, that happened on a foggy day out in California today. And as uh, one guy, uh, I think it's Horn Solo, in our chat room points out, he says, Neil Pert dies and four or five people on my social media mention it. This Kobe guy dies and everyone posts about it. Sportsball guy, right? Yep. 
And don't yes, pretend like you don't know who he is. Yes, he was. I couldn't. I, if I'd heard the name, I would have been able to tell you basketball. But that's okay. about as far as I would have been able to get. I wouldn't have been able to tell you what team he was on or anything like that. Don't know much about him, but uh, you know, sports ball people. Uh, people pay a lot of attention to him, and so there's going to be a lot of attention paid to this particular death. Of course, Neil Pert didn't die in a helicopter uh, crash. He died of whatever natural causes. So there's certainly a lot more drama uh, around this one. And age, right? Like Yeah, Neil Pert was old. Yeah. Right. And this guy was what in his forties or something like that? Early oh, 40s. somewhere around there. Yeah. So if you want to join us here, you can bring up whatever you want. We've been talking about the uh, cameras and facial recognition software going into place in London. That was where we started the show. We've been all over the place since then. You're welcome to bring up whatever's on your mind. With you tonight, by the way, it's Ian. Richie Rich. And Melanie. And there was just a little bit more before we get into traffic uh, solutions, which doesn't sound like that interest of an interesting topic, but you said it's You've pretty... never been stuck in traffic. Well, That's it, what... it must be interesting because it's the number one objection to anarchy is roads. roads. So who will build the roads? It must be really, really interesting. You may some not people. like some of these solutions then. Well, well I want to hear what they are. Okay. The mathematicians say they've got traffic problems solved. They nailed it. And we're going to find out what that means coming up here in moments. Uh, but they're discussing these systems they're putting into place, according to various sources. We shared the Verge.com, London, deploying the police there, deploying facial recognition cameras across the city. And uh, we pointed out that there's already apparently one trial that showed 81% of the so-called matches suggested by the facial recognition system were incorrect. However... The Metropolitan Police say the technology is tried and tested and says the algorithms they use from biometric firm NEC identify 70% of wanted suspects and only generate false alerts for one out of every 1,000 cases. Okay. So one out of 1,000 is a way different number than 81% failure rate. There was so. a, I think it might have come out of California, but there was they were doing some facial recognition on a suspect. And apparently, you know, the description of the suspect or whatever, and, you know, they're, you know, they're trying to find the database and trying to describe them. They go like, well, it kind of looks like Woody Harrelson. Mm-hmm. So they like they did like a, a match of like Woody Harrelson versus the database and found the suspect by using not even the real information, just what he looked like. So just by what somebody said. But by not, somebody said. Yeah. Not the machine or the the, co- the code or the software. Well, but the, the software, the facial recognition software like matched Woody Harrelson's mm-hmm. face with someone in the database. And they, that's how they found the suspect. But it needed a human to interact and it make, needed, it, make right. it get it right. Uh, and look, I don't doubt that the facial recognition is going to get better. I mean, it seems inevitable that the technology is going to become more accurate. It's going to become uh, more, uh, you well, know, That's not cheaper. inevitable once you insert government into it as its main or only user. Mm-hmm. Because they have an incentive to make it not as accurate or to at least not continue to make it more accurate. And the incentive is because they... Because then you get all those false positives. And that's good for them because it just gives them an excuse to harass somebody, you mean? Harass, arrest, collect the GLP, whatever, yeah. Privacy advocates describe the deployment of the technology as an attack on civil liberties. The use of uh, facial recognition around the world has been criticized by many tech experts and privacy advocates who note such systems are often racially biased and are misused by the police. Well, duh. Even some big tech companies like Google are backing a moratorium on the technology. 
Silke Carlo, director of Big Brother Watch, told the Daily Mail, quote, This decision represents an enormous expansion of the surveillance state and a serious threat to civil liberties in the UK. It's a breathtaking assault on our rights, and we will challenge it, including by urgently considering the next steps in our ongoing legal claim against the Metropolitan Police and the Home Secretary. This move instantly stains the new government's human rights record. And we urge an immediate reconsideration. That's a surprise coming from Google, who collects every piece of data that they can. That was not you. Google. That was oh. Big Brother Watch. Oh, no. I thought you just said Google was calling I for a moratorium. I did say that. Google is apparently backing a moratorium on the technology. But the next quote was from someone from Big Brother Watch, the director yeah. of Big Brother Watch. But Google's calling for a moratorium. On facial recognition well, technology. Right, but- it's n- this system isn't Google's system, right? That's probably why, right? Yeah. So that then they have why. time to to fix it, get and make, their yeah. own up to speed. Yeah, yeah no. And but I think. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. I'm just saying it's surprising that the the one organization that collects every piece of data yeah. that can possibly exist in your life, like all of a sudden, doesn't want your face to be recognized. <laughs> do they have your? Fa- yeah, I guess they do have your face. Probably Google because they had Google Plus for a while. Plus, if people put, upload yeah, their put, photos yeah. to their mail profiles and things if like you that. Do that. Yeah. I don't know. I've never done either of those, actually. I see it sometimes where I'll be mailing somebody for the first time. I don't know who they are, right? Like, or they they, yep. they send me mail and I can see their little picture associated with it. So well, yeah, I'll I'll see, I'll see that when I email people, but I've never up, I've never felt the need to upload a photo to my email account. Yeah. Me neither. I don't see what purpose it serves. You can join us here. Uh, you can bring up whatever you want, and I just you know. Regarding this facial recognition, it seems so inevitable that this is going to continue coming down on various different places. It's going to start in the UK, it's going to go from there, and it's going to be implemented in a variety of cities all over the place. I wish I had a you know better feeling about it, but it's going to be hard to oppose it. You're just going to have to put in whatever per, you know whatever personal uh, countermeasures that you feel that you need to, whether it's Wearing one of these masks or wearing the shirt that's got all the faces on it. Blackout sunglasses. Or Will that the work? Black bar. I don't know. It's just mm-hmm. it's a novelty item. Yeah. But it's like you know when they when they black out someone's eyes in pictures, it's just the square black rectangle. Right. They sell sunglasses that do that. So anytime you, someone takes a picture of you, your face is already kind of blacked out as a novelty item. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. you would think it would need to have access to most of your facial features in order to be able to identify you, but they may still get partial matches if all yeah. they've got is your you know the bottom of your nose and your mouth. Well, and you said earlier, right, the, the gate they're taking. The caller earlier yeah. said the gate, yeah. They're, they're looking at how people move and, and matching that. And that's that's one of the hardest things to change because, you know, you can't really do that unless you think constantly about it, right. how, to, how to change how you walk. You kind of just walk how you walk on an, on an everyday right. basis. Yeah, and I don't even know, like, you, if you're thinking about it, maybe you can change it up enough, but could you really think about it that constantly to where you can... I'm sure somebody could if they really put their mind to it, but that's that's a hard one to, uh, to Or just fix. have, like, develop, like, two different walks. Like, this is my public walk, and this is my, like, secret walk. Right. Let's start to swagger in public. Or limp. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, so uh, you can bring up whatever you want, but traffic is something that's on a lot of people's minds, especially folks that are commuting for work every day for an hour or a half hour. You may be stuck in traffic right now. Maybe Listen. so. And you're hating it. So mathematicians have solved traffic jams, and they're begging cities to listen. Mm -hmm. Okay. Most traffic jams are unnecessary, and this deeply irks mathematicians who specialize in traffic flow. Have you ever looked at one of these, like, traffic pattern uh, uh, 
Like a map or something? Not a map. An animation that shows like why, what causes the traffic to back no, up. Where do you no. see these? Uh, you could probably just Google it. I mean, uh-huh. I've, you just pull up like you know traffic pattern animation or something. They're very interesting to to see what causes it and then how it starts to break up. Is it Google that provides the data or something like that? Like no, where do they get it I, from? I don't know. Huh. I've just I've seen I've seen them and they're interesting. It's, it's fascinating how they start. Uh, they reserve particular vitriol for local transport engineers. They do not have competencies in the field of system-related increases in traffic performance, says as Alexander Krilatov, a mathematics professor at St. Petersburg University. If engineers manage to achieve local improvements, after a while, the flow rearranges and the same traffic jam patterns appear in other places. Hmm. Burn. Krilatov would like to solve ur- urban traffic jams forever so much that he has co-authored a book of new math approaches to traffic ways and ways to implement them. And the four takeaways, I guess we'll, we'll say. We'll share yeah. those on the way here. 855, 450 free. So what do the traffic geeks know about the uh, you know traffic patterns and solving them that the government bureaucrats just won't listen to? All right, that's what we're going to talk about here. How your, to solve them. Your calls and thoughts are also welcome. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. You want to talk about road rage or whatever you want to do, uh, you can here. 855, 450 free like freedom. Free talk live. Yep, it's Free Talk Live. Bring up whatever you want here. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. Gene, the Christian anarchist in our chat room, says traffic jams are caused by idiots who can't drive. Lots of people have opinions about this, but so do the mathematicians. And uh, that's what we're going to get into here. Four takeaways from what some of these math geeks say can solve traffic problems. You've got that story, Richie. We're going to continue with it coming up here. Uh, It's Ian, Richie, and Melanie in the studio. And, of course, you're welcome to join the show. You can dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE. And here's an update from LibertyCon, which is coming up in April, April 3rd through the 5th, it's going to be a unique Liberty Convention happening in Washington, D.C. We've told you about some of the speakers they're going to have, like John Mackey, the Whole Foods CEO, speaking on conscious capitalism. But they're also going to have a couple of debates, including Is Government Necessary?, which will feature David Friedman, who will be taking the side that government is not necessary, and somebody named Timothy Sandifer, who will be arguing that it is necessary. Another debate they're going to have is does capitalism require government intervention? Economics editor for Barron's Gene Epstein will be saying that, no, we don't need to have intervention. And uh, Stephen Perlstein will argue in favor of it. You can learn more over at libertycon.com. Mark your calendar for April 3rd through the 5th. And go ahead and get your tickets now. Save 10 bucks on your registration by using code FTL, like Free Talk Live. That's code FTL at libertycon.com. Go over there and get signed up. We will look forward to seeing you there because Free Talk Live will be broadcasting from the event. I've never been before. I'm looking forward to checking it out. Uh, libertycon.com, code FTL, April 3rd through the 5th in D.C. We'll look forward to seeing you there. And D.C. is one of those places that is just notorious for terrible traffic. So I am not looking <laughs> forward to the aspect of traveling uh, in D.C. In fact, we may even take a train down just to avoid you know, all the uh, the traffic snarls. We were in D.C. over Christmas. And How was it? It was vacant. because really? Everyone's, everyone's gone. gone. Yeah, right. So there's almost no traffic issues. Um, I think we got stuck in you know a little bit of, of a backup um, heading back. We went to like a mall in Virginia mm-hmm. and then hit some traffic on the way to the mall and back. In and out of Virginia, but in D.C. city area, like we walked mostly everywhere, but there was not many cars on the road. Sweet, you lucked out. We did. All right, but have you been there before when it's normal? 
Um, the la- the previous time I've been in D.C. was uh, eighth grade class field trip. Okay, so, so you wouldn't have been paying much wouldn't attention. Wouldn't have been paying attention. Right. All right. So uh, you got a story from where was it? By the way, this uh, uh, Fast this Company. Was, Fast Company. Company. All right. Very good. Uh, the the four takeaways from the book uh, book of new math approaches to traffic and ways to implement them. So this is where a real page turner. Uh, I'm glad uh, they boiled it down to four points. Right. It, it might be fascinating. You know, if you're if you're the mathematician. So takeaway number one. All drivers need to be on the same navigation system. Oh, really? Cars can only be efficiently rerouted if instructions come from one center hub. Oh, central control. One navigation system rerouting some drivers does not solve traffic jams. Hmm. What do you think about that one? Well, that's that's why I kind of brought it up because I thought these would be interesting, especially with Melanie here and the you know the anarchist libertarian perspective. How do you do it, right? I, I don't I don't like it, but if the mathematicians say like this is the way to do it, then you have to choose, right? Even even Uber, uh, when they were talking about the self driving cars within cities, were already petitioning that you have to have one self driving car company allowed in the city, and that's it, because <laughs> Lyft and Uber are not going to talk to each other, and if you have more than one, then they there could be a conflict. Well, then the I guess they need to start talking to each other. That's not everybody else's problem. Well, the, the, yeah, I don't see why they wouldn't be able to talk to one another. I mean, even you know, different computer manufacturers have standards, right? Like there's sure. the USB standard. It's not like you go and you get a Toshiba laptop and it's got a completely different connector on it than the you know the uh, Samsung or oh, whatever. But if you buy right? an iPhone, you have Lightning, and then that's, that's it. true. But then, <laughs> that's true. Uh, yeah, but but then you could still get those generic. I bought a phone charger a couple weeks ago for like four dollars no for iphone you mean yeah you're saying you can get a generic version of the lightning charger yes, yes. yeah that that much is true, true. but, but it's, it's, not, it's a different it's not standard connector. across yeah. phones it's but a phones connector. aren't trying to drive into each other at you know <laughs> 70 <laughs> right. miles an hour at five tons but so it's kind of less of an issue so right. how do you get how do you get lyft and uber and arcade city or whatever other self-driving car <laughs> Whatever, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's the only third example I could think of. How do you get those navigation systems to communicate with each other voluntarily? Well, so it's, al- some- it's already illegal to run your car into someone or into another car. Right, so they would have an okay. incentive to do things to avoid that. Because it's like saying, well, I just refuse to open my eyes when I drive because I think there should only be one eyeball in the road <laughs> and... If we're just going to all refuse to look out the window and then, well, yeah, you're going to run into each other. Don't do that. Okay. So so about the one hub navigation system, you just want all the navigation companies to work with each other, whatever whatever nav uh, company is in your car to make the traffic dams less efficient. You're, they're all going to have to talk to each other. They're all going to have to cooperate. I'm not saying well, anything's going to have to do anything. I, I don't know how rerouting people... I, there, there's, I see what he's saying there here. There seems so, to be a big chunk of information missing from that Well, we statement. obviously don't have the whole book here, but I think I understand what the the math guy here is saying. He's saying that if people have different systems for rerouting, right? Like, so if you come up against a traffic issue. Like, if you have Waze, Waze will reroute you right. the fastest route Correct. based on what they have for data. And it'll change during your drive. It so will. if you are coming up on... You know, you're going one direction to go home that you normally go, but it turns out that an accident happens, you know, five minutes ago as you were on your way home. If there's an if there's a way to get off that road before you get to the accident, 
Waze, or Google, which is Google. Google pur- right. purchased Waze. It. W-A-Z-E, by the way, for people that don't know. Uh, it's going to take you off that route and go, go a different route if that other route is faster. If it's still faster to get through the traffic jam, it'll still take you through the traffic jam. So right. it makes a decision sort of on... Uh, on the fly. And so what this guy is saying is if you've got different traffic uh, control or navigation systems telling people to go the same direction because they think that's the best way off, well, then maybe the the other way will then become jammed because you've got different traffic or s- systems that are not aware of what the other ones are right. doing. And so it could cause another uh, app doesn't jams. know that Waze is rerouting 75. But if, they only, but if that... So then it sounds like this, their alleged, alleged solution is that it picks and chooses who's going to get the fastest routes. It's just saying but, that if it were one system, that that one system would have full knowledge of all of the cars and where they are and be able to make better decisions. And I can see the argument there. Right. But if Waze has one car going in that direction and they know that that car now slows down and it's for whatever reason doing 25 and a 55. Mm-hmm. It knows that. That's right. Waze knows that. So right. it can use that information. It doesn't have to have every car with Waze in it for that for it to know that. Well, but if another navigation system also has a car there going 25 and a 50 and Waze reroutes you because it doesn't see the other nav system and a slow car, right. you will back up in traffic there. And it's Waze... not as efficient. That's true. It is. Having, having or, is everybody driving around with GPS on their way to and from work anyway? Like that. I don't know. Doesn't matter. But if you well, it does matter because if you're not listening to the ne- if you don't have a navigational system turned well, on, well, he's talking about a, a world where everybody would where how every to solve car, traffic jams right where every car would be connected to some sort of central oracle that would know where everything is. So I mean, look, what if I just don't want to listen to my GPS? This he's talking about a world where that probably wouldn't even be an option anyway. Right. He's 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 saying everybody would be keyed into this system. Ideally, yeah. Right. All drivers, same navigation system. One navigation system rerouting some drivers doesn't solve it. Yeah, it has and, to be one. And system. he's not necessarily wrong about that. So let's talk further about this sure. here. Eight fifty five, four fifty free. And there are some benefits to centralization, just in the same way there are benefits to decentralization. They are two different ways to solve problems, and some of them are more effective on some problems than others. Eight fifty five, four fifty free. Like freedom, free talk live. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a ninety day supply of Dynavite. Dynavite is nutrition. Pick up two bottles of Lico Chops, get the third bottle free. New improved Lico Chops with omega-3, omega-6, vitamin E, and now six extra direct-fed microbials. Even better for the digestive tract and immune system. Try Lico Chops. Buy two, get one free at Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E.com. It's Free Talk Live. You bring up what you want here. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. So we're talking about the, uh, the mathematicians who have, uh, one of them's come out with a book on how to fix traffic problems. And the first solution that he's suggesting here, and we're going to go through four of them, Yep is centralization of navigation systems, meaning that there should only be one, he says, one system to have all cars on that one system, and that will make things more efficient. The Highlander of navigation. We'll talk about that on the way here. Uh, And if you want to join us, our number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. Also, don't forget about ForkFest coming up this summer. 
Uh, you can join a bunch of liberty-minded folks in the woods of northern New Hampshire at Rogers Campground. It's a beautiful location full of cool people that you're going to want to hang out with. Liberty-minded folks, anarchists, volunteerists, libertarians, however they describe themselves, they're going to be there. And you get to decide what to do. It is decentralized. So unlike centralized navigation systems, uh, the ForkFest event is a decentralized event. There's nobody who's in charge of ForkFest. There's no board of directors to make bad choices. There's no uh, organizers. There's no tickets as so a result traffic is going to be terrible then. It's pretty light. There's not that many people there. Uh, Forkfest.party, or maybe maybe it'll blow up this year. We don't know. We have no idea. There's no ticket sales, so we have no real way of measuring what's going to happen. It's just all going to be whoever shows up and whatever they create. Because you can do, you know, you can just hang out and relax and go camping with other people that care about freedom, or you can create a thing for people to do there. Maybe you want to cook for people, or maybe you want to put on a you know musical event. Or perhaps uh, throw a poker game or something like that. You know, you can kind of do what you want and uh, people will join you in it, likely, if it's fun. Fort Food Fest and entertainment party. seems to be important. Indeed. June 29th until July 5th. That's when you want to mark your calendar for. You can already get your reservations over at Rogers Campground Campsite, RV Site, or Motel Room. June 29th through July 5th. Go to ForkFest.Party to learn more about the event. There's a ForkFest chat room on the Telegram platform there. There's also a forum uh, over at ForkFest.Party. So let's talk more about this idea of centralizing traffic control. Uh, you know, of course, we already know, just as a general rule, that centralization, a one-size-fits-all solution, one provider of any given service, usually means you're going to have a crappy system. You're going to have a system that's uh, that's run poorly. It's expensive, right? If you have a monopoly, whether it's run by the state or run by yep. some corporation, if there's no com- competition out there, then they don't have an incentive to be excellent. So while the mathematician here may be correct, theoretically, theoretically, if there was this oracle, this computer that did have all of the data from all of the cars on the road, yeah, it would be able to do a better job routing people around and and do the most efficient job at at that but the odds that that system could ever be created uh or you know fed with the data that is would be necessary to feed it government mandated that would be the only way to do it would be to have the government mandate this one-size-fits-all system which then would be run by some crappy corporation and that's going to cause accidents because if my car can tell me where i have to go and i have to listen to it i can't avoid Places that I know my car can't handle. I can't avoid places where I don't feel comfortable driving because the turn's too sharp or whatever. Mm-hmm. If you can tell me you have to drive down this road at this time, people I think are going to die. I think it's talking. I think he's talking about a world where you're not even driving. It's it could be. It's the car itself that then would be going. Well, but that still on doesn't affect my tire quality. Mm-hmm, it sure, still doesn't but- affect my car height. But right. even in your case, though, right, you would be one of the you would be one of the people not avoiding the traffic jam, then, right? Like you would you the, the system would reroute you the most efficient way to get you to your end destination as quickly and efficiently as possible, and you avoiding that would be choosing to take a less efficient. That's less fine because yeah. maybe it wants to reroute me in the winter in an unpaved road. Right. Right. And, well, that's the other thing. GPSs fail sometimes, too. So if you legally mandate that you take the GPS routes, that's a problem. If you don't legally mandate it, people can be like, well, I know where the GPS reroutes people to. I figured that out. I'm going to do this other thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I just, I can empathize with this guy. I see where he's coming from. 
I can't agree with where he's coming from, not only on a principled basis, simply because I don't believe that one size can fit all. And I don't think that you can have the most efficient solution because it's ultimately human beings who will program the, the thing. And who's to say that this centralized corporation has the best algorithms? Who's to say that they have the best systems for figuring these things out, especially without without competition? So, okay. So I'm going to step back from the, from the takeaways for a moment, just because one of his complaints is that he's got all these solutions and cities aren't listening no to him. No one listens to him. Right. So he's he's advocating for a one-size-fits-all navigation yeah. system and cities going like, nah, <sighs> but probably not the best idea. All right, so so odd dichotomy well, there it's as also, well. from their perspective, it's hard to implement compliance on a system like that, too. Okay. I mean, it would be incredibly difficult to try to crack down on people and say, you must be using Waze. You used the wrong GPS. You know? It could You're be, under arrest. But, but what does government want? They want more power. They want more control. And they he's do. saying the best way to alleviate a problem in your city is to take more control. And they're going, well, maybe not. Right? It's weird. It's surprising. Yeah. It is surprising. Okay. So takeaway number two, parking bans. Uh, many urban roads are too narrow and cannot be physically widened. Traffic flow models can mm-hmm. indicate where parking spots should be turned into lanes. Okay. So, yeah. So, so then saying, I could just drive around in a big circle in the city, but I can't ever actually go anywhere because I can't park my car. Or, right. Well, in, uh, in certain narrow city streets. Yeah. It, well, uh, look, so arguably, again, in a system where, you know, in the future, there's going to likely be less need to own a car. Right. So we're, we're already moving towards that in certain cities where right. they have systems where you can rent a car for a moment. Basically, you can I forget what they're called. Zip is it Zipcar is one of the companies. There's certain. Well, yeah. And then you're, you're kind of betting your whole life on this company, not only continuing to exist, but continuing to meet your needs in a way. You're that not betting your you. whole life. It's, you pretty much are, because then if you don't, you can have, always no, you go buy a car. car. I mean, you can always you're just you're just not having a car. And, there's plenty of people that already take the bus. Yeah, uh, <laughs> this allows right. So there's obviously bus and mass, you know, transportation right. options. But for the individual, uh, there is this idea of, well, of course, Ubers and Lyfts. They're all over the place. You can just grab one of those and get to where you need to go. In a city like New York City, there's really no reason to have a car in a lot of in a lot of cases. It right. just gets in the way. It makes it difficult. The parking sucks already. It's expensive um, to park it any place. Decent. Highly expensive. That's a whole lot of autonomy. I am not willing to give up. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why you don't live in a city. One of the reasons why, right? I mean, I kind of do live in a city, but I have a parking <laughs> spot. You live in Manchester, New Hampshire, with what a hundred thousand? I have uh, no population? idea. Looks Biggest like a city, city in, in New Hampshire, man. It is. Yeah. It is the big city in New Hampshire. I mean, it's not it's a metropolis. Does <laughs> Does Manchester have that. underground parking? Uh, I don't it. know. No. I've never okay. looked. That's for because it. there's plenty of. I mean, even though it's parking's not all over the place, there's still enough on the ground level or whatever, or through parking garages. In New York City, like in Manhattan, where Mark and I go every year for the Talkers Conference, there's underground parking all over the place. And it's like 50 bucks a day yeah, in order to park your car. And that's like a decent price. <laughs> there's some of them more expensive. There, that's that. about what some of the ones in New Orleans were going for. Really? Yeah. My, my wife was just in New York. And even when we went to visit um, at the end of 2018, I think it was 2018, right? You, we, you park your car at the hotel parking lot. Which in our case at that time was like down the street. It wasn't even like attached to the hotel, and then you couldn't get your car out. Right? It was like they park it, they stack them all in there. Yeah, you gotta and then, wait, and then you gotta wait. So it's not even worth trying to go in and out to get around the city. You just park it. You travel, you know, by the, the subways right. or you walk, and then when you're ready to leave the city, you go back and you get, get your, your car. car. Yeah, that's how we do it. That's when we're there. Yeah. 
There's uh, no autonomy there. Well, yeah, so if, if you're just visiting somewhere, it's probably not as urgent. Like, oh, I have to be at X place at 8 a.m. every day. Right. But if you're living in New York, With, it's probably more difficult to take your car right. from point A to point B. If you're living in New York and you've got to be somewhere by a certain time of the day, you don't want to be driving there. You want to get on the, you know, the, the Did I got to, like, train. be all paranoid and anxious and trust another human being every day? Yeah, no. you don't belong no. in New York City. No, sure. I don't. I do not belong in New York City. And neither do I. I, don't, I can't stand being there. I mean, I don't have to be. Being there temporarily, fine. Yeah. Uh, one night, okay, n- no big deal. It's kind of, you know, oh, we're in the city. Look at all the things. There's good Chinese food. Touristy stuff. And then we leave. Uh, there's more coming up here. 855-450-free. 855-450-3733. Two more points on this. Coming Two up here points. in moments. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. Moments remain here. Enough time for you if you join us now. The number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. Richie Rich, uh, you are the host of the Anarchist Experience. Yes, sir. Anarchistexperience.com. And uh, what is it? Uh, it's just a podcast me and my buddy started uh, six years ago now. We're on year six. Congratulations. We just wrapped up five years, did uh, week one of year six yesterday. Uh, mostly talking about the whole Peter Schiff losing his Bitcoin <laughs> debacle and what you know what you can do to uh, avoid that to avoid that and and you know protect your own wealth outside of the Federal Reserve system. Sounds like a useful episode. Head over to anarchistexperience.com. You can download there, subscribe to the uh, the podcast. Yep, it's on and iTunes, it's free. SoundCloud. So enjoy yep. it. Uh, so, Richie, before we go back to the phones here, let's continue with the traffic expert, a right. mathematics guy who says he knows how to solve these problems. Number Point number two here Parking uh, bans. was that he thought it would be useful to use data to say, hey, look, New York City or whatever other congested place we're talking about, you really would be better off taking those on street parking spaces and adding another lane turning let the lanes. traffic more traffic flow through the lanes and then let you know more parking garages be built or underground parking that's an or, implication or he's whatever. not saying that in the article but that's well, definitely an implication that's where the cars would have to go right. and honestly i think that's a good solution that okay. makes a lot of sense to me um, because it would improve the traffic flow because these cities you can't make the streets much wider. There's big old buildings yep. there, so you know you can't really do that. But you could take away the parking from the side of the road. And honestly, it's not going to inconvenience that many people because there aren't that many spaces on the side of the, the street, right? Like There's well, only so many cars that can be on the side of the street as compared to when you stack them vertically right. or when you stack them underground. You know, There's, there's only so more. many spaces, and someone's always there first. Almost like I, always. I don't know when those spaces ever open up. Right. And then you get the UPS truck that stops in the next lane yep. to unload their stuff. Oh, you're going to love D.C. They stop right in the middle of the road to unload. They do it all the time in New York. There you go. All right. So next number, uh, number right. three here on the points. Green lanes for cities that want to increase electric car use. Special lanes should be created for electric okay, cars. Okay, this is not a way to alleviate traffic. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. All right. Is that it? Because that's all it says. That's an incentive for electric car use. Well, yeah, but it's not, if yeah, it's, this is a list to, to alleviate traffic, this is okay. not a way that's to That's like an environmentalist traffic. wish list there. In that Fair one. enough. Number, f- number four is a little weird. Digital twins. Traffic demands and available infrastructure. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, I'm sorry to interrupt. But, you know, on the whole green lane thing, what about getting rid of the HOV lanes? That would probably alleviate traffic. I think that would help, yeah. Because most people aren't t- going to work with... 
two or three people. Right, because that was the idea behind the HOV lanes is that, oh, well, we'll just make this special Purpose. lane for all the people that are, you know, it'll give you an incentive to put somebody else in your car and do good for the environment, and now you can go faster. But and you just almost, use it when you happen to have another person in the car anyway. Well, yeah, now almost, you're destroying jobs. Almost because always there's nobody in that lane. There's big cities where panhandlers, hobos, bums, and homeless people will put their thumb out for the HOV lane. You give them a few bucks, they ride down the freeway one way. Uh, so you can take the HOV lane for like 10 bucks or whatever, and then they thumb their way back the other way and give someone else a chance in the HOV there lane. There you go. So they're, they're enterprising. That's smart. Homeless people out there. All right, sorry. Go on with, but not with that. But not what the intended purpose was. I'm sure it's not, but hey, you want jobs or not? You want them to work or not? <laughs> uh, digital, okay, so this one's a little weird. Digital twins. Traffic demands and available infrastructure can only be balanced with d- digital modeling that creates an entire twin of existing roadways. The software will be an extremely useful thought tool in the hands of transport engineers. So it's not necessarily, this is one doesn't necessarily alleviate uh, traffic on the road, but in the, if for the traffic engineers, the city engineers, having a full model of the traffic patterns and of traffic modeled out for them is useful to help them make their decision. I guess. So he's saying they don't have a digital representation of traffic systems? That's what it sounds like. This is It's definitely the weirdest of the three. Okay. Or the four, I mean. Okay. I don't know. Okay. About, hey, I mean, since it's, it's the government, I believe that, but it's I I, I shouldn't be surprised that yeah. that's the case. I would expect them to have something like that. Yeah. I got to say the best solution of all, of all the four of them is getting rid of the parking, parking on the side okay. of the street. Traffic modeling is a complex bl- branch of applied mathematics partially because it assumes that drivers are selfish and pursuing their own goals, Smart. Melanie, yep. rather than any predictable or shared efforts. Every year, right, because could... I'm not in a shared effort with every other person on the road. But, even, but a shared effort could make it more efficient. Every year, a considerable budget is allocated for improving roads. Our models suggest that a set of solutions for the efficient management of these funds and just in case you were wondering... Well, then don't, don't turn it over to the government. If you want an efficient management of funds for traffic, it should not be in the hands of the state. Well, That's uh, one of your problems. That begs a whole other question than who would manage it in a, in a world where the state owns the vast majority of all the roads. Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah. And I think that we would only be able to find out by getting rid of the state and seeing what happens. How do you transition from that to what we're talking about, though? That's the real question is, yes. do you... Do you put the roads up for auction? Do you just seed the roads to the existing property owners alongside the road? And then the I don't pro- think that would work. Why not? Uh, because there's there's too much road to be managed like 10 feet at a time. But then those property owners could sell their property to a road management company that comes along and offers them some money and says, hey, we'll take care of this. For right. You. And so I, I believe your first your first solution is that minus the step of seeding it to the, the property owners first, right? Just a road management company takes over ownership some form or fashion. So would it be up to bid? Would the government say, all right, Elm Street and Manchester, we're going to put it up for bid. Whoever pays us the most money, you can have it. Is that what you're saying? I, that's one way to allocate it, but mm-hmm. I, I think a road. I think a road management company will be far more effective than an individual property I, owner. I've heard the argument stuff. that the people who work on the road, though they kind of have some issues with the fact that they're right now government agents, have already more or less homesteaded the roads. I don't know that that argument is particularly solid, but it's an option. Like just give it to the people currently running it, but it, make it private. 
yeah, like, but like they're the now actual for their con- own the, uh, yeah, but like the actual contractor is not the not the Department of Public Works. Yeah, yeah, okay, I'll buy that. Should the contractor get the whole city? Should Manchester be run all the roads in Manchester be run by one company? That doesn't sound like a very good solution. That sounds like the monopoly solution. Is that well, that's what you not were a suggesting? monopoly. That's I mean I don't know how it's split up now as far as who works on it. Well, it is a monopoly if one company owns every right, road but in that, Manchester. Does that mean that the same construction crew works on every road in Manchester? I have no idea how that's set up. Me neither. I don't know if it's going to the highest bidder but, or the lowest bidder. But what one person owning a for natural monopolies as well. It may be more. If it's efficient. being if, if it's being a. a it's roads not a natural might, monopoly yeah, if the government's right handing now it's it to not, somebody. But right. roads might be a natural monopoly. I don't know. We can't know because they're two government-owned right now. Let's go to Mortified Penguin. He's on the line here on our Discord server at discord.lrn.fm. Go ahead, Penguin. Hey, yeah, um, I don't have anything to say about roads in particular, but it was kind of a, a good segue. So you were talking earlier about uh, getting rid of the government. This really couldn't be tied to roads, but just in you know, whether we snap your finger and this is, you wish it goes away or, you know, you legislate it out of existence. So, you know, you fire all the bureaucrats and everything. And really, or, you know, some people suggest, you know, armed revolt or something like that in some sense. I've, you know, heard that mentioned, of course. And uh, we have to understand is there is really only, like, if you don't like the way the state runs institutions, there's really only one way, and it's a positive way. It's not destroying or getting rid of because we simply don't have the power to do that, um, the government institutions, but it, alternative institutions have to be created. And it's a two-way street. Um, it's a two-way street. So people that for whatever personal preferences uh, engage in non-governmental institutions. And we engage in non-governmental institutions basically all the time and relationships not based on force, but people who have these preferences that aren't libertarians need to, you know, be exposed to libertarianism and libertarians need to uh, further, you know, make use of alternative institutions until the point where those institutions compete with government ones. But, but so so really there, there, the there's not really like a market of competing the private institutions against the government ones. There's plenty of th- so homeschooling exists and private schools exists. Yeah. No amount of homeschooling and private schooling is going to drive the public schools out of quote business mm-hmm. because they're not well, a business. So that well, a, well, a very large, a very large. I mean, it, it's a long road down to that point, but a very large. I mean, the amount of homeschool people were minuscule compared to you know, right? Um, that makes it more difficult. Well, right. I think what Melanie's pointing out here is though, even if you even if you manage to seep more public school students into the homeschooling slash private schooling area, it's not like the government schools are just going to fold up shop and go away. They're getting tax money. Yeah, eventually until their base of students just starts to dwindle and, and really there's a real significant hit. Well, it's on but the margins, there's not a no. hit because it's not a they keep collecting taxes. Yeah. They keep collecting taxes. The only way you're going to hit the system is if people stop paying the taxes. They'll get their budget raised. Then well, you'll hit the system. Should. I wish we had more time, Penguin. Thank you for the call tonight. Call uh, tomorrow. We can talk right. more then online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. The next generation wallet is coming from Divi. In just a few taps, you'll be able to send, earn, spend, and exchange digital money in seconds. Send money around the globe with only a swipe. Instantly exchange between Divi, Bitcoin, and Fiat right in the mobile app and withdraw directly to your bank account. Divi already offers the first one-tap solution for earning passive income with crypto. Multi-tiered masternodes allow everyone to partake in the network. Visit DiviProject.org. DiviProject.org.